<laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to a spooky indoor adventure where we are going to be starting off a new series and before we even begin to get into that I would like to say thank you Cowardly Pilgrim for the follow. It's very nice uh, to get that even before the show has started and thank you Dammit Barry for your six month subscription. It's like we Yay! have a tracker on our friendship uh, <gasps> which is really weird. We were friends even without you being a sub so thank you Barry. Uh, also, RJ, thank you for the sub, because you're a cool guy. Uh, Am I? And for all you AudioCast listeners, if you would like to check this live, uh, for next week anyways, uh, on the 20th, we are going to be streaming the second episode uh, here at twitch.tv slash theindooradventurer. But that is the, uh, that is my spiel, so, wings. Tell us a little bit about uh, what we're going to be getting into today, and then feel free to take it, uh, take the reins whenever. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, I'm Wings, uh, also known as Danae, and I am going to be running a Curse of Strahd game. Uh, and I'm very excited to do so, because it is a spooky time, and I do love my spooky times. I've been a player in Curse of Strahd before, and I've run Curse of Strahd up to a certain point. And hopefully we can get to the end this time because I very much want to be a spooky Strahd man and come after all of my lovely players. Um, we're going to do things a little bit differently. Uh, if you're familiar with Curse of Strahd, you'll know that it has a randomized element where you can uh, randomize where all of the artifacts that you can use to defeat Strahd are going to be throughout the world of Barovia. Uh, and you will also randomize what ally you can take with you on your adventure. And instead of doing that, we're uh, and having an NPC ally in the Curse of Strahd adventure, we're going to have guests uh, throughout the game so um, our first guest tonight is going to be Tyler, but he doesn't exist right now, so don't look at him or his character. Uh, and, he didn't build it on um, D&D Beyond, so they can't. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to have a whole bunch of guests, and hopefully that'll be lots of spooky fun. Yeah. Um, let me open up what I've got. All right. This adventure is going to be a game about horror and romance, dread and friendship. Uh, it'll be about the fate decided for you and the future you choose, secrets kept for better or worse, and how a man can become a monster. So we'll begin our story with a stagecoach rolling through a cold and misty countryside. It's a sturdy vehicle made with the best dwarven engineering that money can buy. It's pulled by two dappled mares that keep steady time at an easy walk through the muck of a wet dirt road. On top of the carriage is your driver, Thomas, who has a top hat and sideburns. Beside him is your maid, Maybelle, clutching a shawl to herself to stave off the chill. Inside the stagecoach are two siblings, each with their future set neatly out in front of them. The sister to become the strategic bride of a wealthy noble husband or no, noble businessman. He's also a husband eventually. And the brother to carry on the family business of holy work and self-sacrifice. These two are Silmi and Kefris Melkreza or Melrezka? Melrezka. Melrezka. Silmi and Kefris Melrezka. All right. 
So I'd like to hear a little bit more about these characters. What do they look like? Right. Uh, let's hear from Silmi first. Oh, please, age before beauty. Then you'd go That'll first in both respects. <laughs> you're more beautiful and you're younger. Whatever. <laughs> um, Silmi is a uh, half-elf. Uh, she is um, on the younger side for a half-elf. Uh, she has blonde curled hair that's been meticulously kept. Um, she wears um, tight-fitted corseted um, dresses uh, with poofier sleeves, uh, tight arms uh, in the Victorian style. Um, and there's uh, most likely some structure going on under the dress. Um, she is always seen with a book in her hand um, usually, uh, her maid is around, uh, uh, Maybelle, who pretty much just takes care of her, takes care of her, like, 24-7. <laughs> not that she is incapable of doing so, but she prefers not to. Yeah. She's just sitting in the carriage, probably looking out the window, um, trying to take in her surroundings, and if it's boring, then she'll take to her books. There's lots of trees, lots of mud. Mm -hmm. And there's a fog rolling in. Book it is. Uh, and sitting across from you is Kefris. Uh, he is a also a half elf male, uh, or not also a half elf male. I am the half elf male. You are my sister, clearly. Um, uh, I have a squarer jaw. Uh, but it's not uh, very pronounced or prominent. It's just more of softer features. He has higher cheekbones. Uh, they're a little bit more angled. Has uh, brown hair that's kind of parted in the middle that comes down to about shoulder length. Uh, that starts to get wavy more towards the bottom. Uh, but overall is just this straight brown hair. Uh, and he has uh, very kind blue eyes. Um, and as for what he is wearing, you can see that he is wearing uh, what looked to be older, a little bit more weathered uh, priestly vestments and robes. Uh, and you can see that there are red cords that are tied around each of his wrists, uh, which you would know to be our family's uh, deity of Ilmater, the god of holy suffering, because yay. Um, and uh, at this point, uh, he he looks a little bit scrawnier. He's uh, older than you uh, by about five years or so, I think is what we agreed. Um, but young by a half-elf side, but he has more of the human lineage that kind of shows through. Um, as far as what he's doing, uh, he's probably noticed that his sister has gone into a book. Uh, so he pulls out, uh, like he cinches the cords on his arms just a little bit tighter and then pulls out a book of his own, uh, and then starts reading. And as he's going, uh, he'll just be, uh, he'll have, uh, he's kind of just like taking, uh, his nail, uh, and trying to like forcibly underline parts of the book because he doesn't have parchment to, or he doesn't have a quill on this bumpy ride to kind of make annotations while he's reading. And as you go along, uh, the ride gets kind of bumpier and bumpier as um, the wheels start to dig into the mud on the road. <clears throat> and um, 
Kefra starts to feel a little bit nauseous. Uh, might chalk it up to being a little bit carriage sick uh, from trying to read on this twisty, turny, bumpy road. Um, and uh, this goes on for a while until uh, you hear, like, from uh, what, what, what did you say? Kefris is like pointing. The... He's facing backwards. Backwards. Like, yeah. Okay, so you'll you'll hear uh, almost directly behind you, um, kind of a startled squeak uh, that you would recognize as Maybell, your maid, um, and the horses will plod to a stop, and uh, you hear her hop down from the front of the carriage, and she knocks on the door quite urgently. Open the door. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what oh, is it? Oh, Miss Silmi, um, I'm terribly sorry to bother you, but uh, I think we've come across a bit of a problem. What is it? Whatever. What, what startled you? I, I, I can't find Thomas. I can't find Thomas anywhere. Wait, you mean the driver? Y- yes, I, I, I'm afraid I dozed <clears throat> off and I, I woke up and, and Thomas was just gone. Off of the front of the... Oh my, um, this is a predicament, brother. How long has that been going on? And he just sort of like hops out uh, onto the road to begin trying to like ascertain something about this cart. Right, uh, so you hop down uh, and like right down into some some muck, like you get mud all over your boots uh, and you will come to the front of the carriage and sure enough, Thomas just isn't there anymore. Uh, the reins of the horses are tied to the front of the carriage, you know, up and out of the way of their hooves. But uh, he just, no sign of him. He's just gone. Well, that's, um, Silmi, uh, mm. you may want to look at this as well. <laughs> um, I will, like, look out of the cart and see that the mud, there is a bunch of mud on the ground, and I will try and I'll kind of like maneuver my way up to the front of the cart while holding onto the cart so I don't have to touch the ground. Yeah. Uh, Maybell will kind of hover beneath you nervously, you know, like almost as if she'll catch you if you fall. <laughs> um, are we we're, Are we still on the road? Yes. Uh, you're on a road. Yeah. I would also How- like to say I'm not wearing boots. I have like leather strapped sandals. So my oh. toes are like sunk into the mud. Like this is oh, no. it's part of the get up. <laughs> this, this is the first of many examples where I will make Steven suffer and then he will make it make himself suffer even worse. Yes. <laughs> it is the will of my God. <laughs> um, I'm going to look on the, on the chair. Can I see anything like scrape marks or anything like that? No, there doesn't seem to be any sign of a struggle. Um, there's a, a very like nicely worn like butt print where Thomas used to sit. Uh, he w- he was a nice man, uh, kind of older gentleman. Um, he was a nice man. Jeez, wings. <laughs> you thought I was bad. <laughs> um, I'm gonna touch the seat where he was. Is it still warm? No, cold, cold and a little damp. How odd. Yeah. And the mists are, are really oppressive at this point. You can't really see much farther than a, a few trees down the road are, in either direction. Are our horses okay with this? Like, are they just like chilling in the road? Are they starting to get antsy? Uh, the horses seem uh, seem pretty chill, but like they, they've been trained to be pretty chill under most circumstances. 
Well, um... I am more of a walker. Never learned how to cart. Um... Oh, Mr. Keffer, sir, I, I can drive the cart if you don't mind. That would be incredible. I am, however, going to be sitting up here if that's okay. I don't want another person disappearing and us not knowing about it and the cart just continuing. That seems really bad. I would very much appreciate that, sir. I wouldn't like to be up here alone. Kev, are you seriously suggesting that we continue on and do not look for Thomas? I... We probably should. Sometimes you surprise me, brother. Look, At this point, you are interrupted by the sound of a wolf just howling off in the distance. Oh, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, we have wolves, wet feet, missing driver. Well, maybe we could send a, 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 were we close to the the town? I don't know. I usually left the directions and the whole navigation time we got there to Thomas. (laughs) Um, Uh, Maybelle is just sort of putting a hand over her mouth and she's like, I'm afraid we have not only misplaced our driver, but we may have misplaced ourselves. I don't think we know exactly where we are. That's fine. The Lord uh, is very forgiving when it comes to trials. That is what we are doing now, I suppose. And I just, like, tighten the red cords around my arm just a little bit more. And as you do that, uh, you hear another wolf howl much closer. Let's move on, brother. Well? Mabel? Mm, Yes, I I, I do think it's probably a good idea for us to get going. And Mabel will just hop up into the seat and uh, wait for... Well, actually, she'll make sure that y'all get into the, the... carriage uh well she'll make sure Silmi gets into the carriage shuts the door for her and then she'll help Kefris up onto the seat with her and she will click off um and as you guys start heading down the road a little further we're going to cut away to another player uh and this player uh is somewhere deep in the Svalich wood uh he's a hunter stalking through the underbrush um, we see a figure standing briefly before a wall of fog, and then he strides into it with a purpose. And then a few seconds later, he steps right back out from where he entered. At no point did he intentionally turn around, but here he is. Justice, what does your character look like? Hello. Uh, so my character ha- currently has his hood up, but underneath it is um, uh, a wild mane of hair underneath a bandana that's covered his forehead. Um, pale blue skin um, with uh, dark black eyes. Um, he's currently dressed in like rough leathers and furs and um, you can see that I have uh, arm wraps underneath and uh, leg wraps underneath uh, leather armor, gauntlets and um, greaves. That's what they're called. And it's just like this traditional sort of rustic hunter look. Right. Okay. Well, 
You've been making your way around the border of Barovia, and every now and then you test the fog wall, and every time it has just spit you right back out. Um, Is that a map? X puts it away. <laughs> um, let us get a perception check from you. That's my good stat. Uh, 16 plus 5 is 21. Excellent. All right. Well, you can hear a, a wolf distantly howling. Um, you can you can pinpoint that it's somewhere off in the fog. Uh, you probably wouldn't be able to hunt it down because the fog would just spit you back out again. But um, you also get this scent of decay, um, like something dead is nearby. Uh, loads up his hand crossbow pulls it back and follows the scent. All right. Um, you are able to fairly quickly ascertain the location of this scent. Uh, you find the body of a dead man, uh, just kind of half buried in the underbrush. Uh, he is, he, he, he appears to be a commoner. Um, he doesn't seem very old. Uh, this body seems like it's a couple of days old. Uh, there are claw marks and teeth marks. It seems like the crows have been pecking at it. Uh, but he's got a letter crumpled in his fist. Uh, gonna take the letter, take him All by right. like the face and tilt it slightly like left, right? No, right. don't notice him. Drop it. <laughs> don't know who he is. Doesn't matter. All right. Uh, I'm gonna send you the letter that he has. Um and you can read that and reveal that information at any point that your character seems necessary or deems necessary. What the crap is your name? Justice, there we go. Is it? Is it? It's been so long. It's, it's been, been so, so long. long since I've been called by my true name. <laughs> <laughs> I invoke the name of Justice. All right, so uh, as you take this letter, um, you notice that it has a wax seal on it with uh, a B. And um, do you open it? Opens it, skims through it. All right, so as you're skimming through this letter, um, you can actually hear that there's somebody coming, like you're not very far from the road at this point. You can hear that there's somebody coming down the road uh, not too far from you. Um, and you also hear that there is a wolf much closer than before. Uh, his eyes narrow, he pulls his hood up over his head, and he makes his way towards the road. All right. Meanwhile, back with the siblings, uh, y'all are moving slowly down the road. Uh, it's, it's really rough going at this point. Uh, the mud just seems to be like sucking up the horse's hooves, and they just to uh, pull them out. They're, they're going pretty slow. Um, and the, the at this point, the carriage is just rocking back and forth. It's like you're getting like majorly jostled at this point. Uh, and as you're moving down the road, uh, a wolf just darts out from the woods and snaps at the heels of your horse. And she freaks out and just bolts. And at this point, everybody should roll initiative. Oh, boy. Oh, shit. Except for you, Tyler. You don't exist yet. 
I'm glad I used my natural 20 to go first. <laughs> Silmi's on her face because uh, she was sitting back to the front of the carriage. <laughs> and I got a natural one, so that fits. <laughs> Makes I got a 16. Excellent. Makes perfect sense. All right. Poor Silmi is at the bottom of the one. Um, and I got a 21 total because crits don't auto make you go first. Oh, you remember me. Also, yeah, that beer went bad. <laughs> I told you! A, a Probably a lot longer than five years. That was a 16 for Bartholomew. Spoilers, yes. that's his name. Bart. I'm writing it down! <laughs> it's on the overlay. I can't read it, it's too small. Wow. But it's right... It's Where? fine. It's fine. It's right under my face. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, well, you know, she was expressing the same kind of difficulty that AudioCast listeners have learning our names. So, for you AudioCast people, uh, I was going to say Caleb is Bartholomew, but that's not... What? Yeah, that's not that. <laughs> I just look at RJ and I think Caleb. That's true. Uh, because Caleb is RJ's other character. One of them. One of them. A yeah, man of yeah. many faces. <laughs> Uh, yes. <laughs> Alrighty, everybody. And so the wolves attack. Oh, <laughs> Wait, plural? They go so they fast. Never just one wolf. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and as a hunter, you would know that. Oh yeah. That's right. All right, so at the top of the round, we have Kefris. Uh, you find yourself in a violently rocking. Uh, carriage, Good. and there are wolves just starting to come out of the woods and uh, keep pace with your horses who are struggling to dart through this mud. Well, that's super. Uh, I need my weapon, which is probably inside the carriage. <laughs> well then, what would you like to do to I, obtain your weapon? Uh, so is it is it the same as this mini that I have? Is it the same sure. one where... It, okay, so if that's the case, there is so a little like a, window. Like a sure. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to start crawling through the window to get to my things. Uh, and as I pass by uh, Silmi, I'll pick her up. <laughs> Thank you! Just, like, right. put her back on her feet from being on her face. Uh, and then I'll go over and use my interaction to find my mall. Uh, and then begin heading back to the front of the cart to get onto the front with Mabel. Is it Maybell or Mabel? It's Maybell. Maybell, okay. Right, am I right? Maybell. Maybell. All right, so I am going to then get back onto the front of the cart and just like, like have one hand holding, uh, like holding onto my maul and like keeping it close to me. And then the other, I just kind of have a hand out holding the cart so that way I can steady myself as it continues on uh, this rickety path. And you can see Maybell is just white-knuckling the reins right now, staring directly ahead, uh, just, like, trying to keep the horses under control and keep the carriage from tipping. Uh, meanwhile, a wolf is going to jump up and snap at one of your horses. Uh, and miss terribly, it seems. Yep, that's a miss. All right, so a wolf is snapping at your horse's hooves and just not connecting. Because, you know, horse hooves move really fast. All right, 
next on the list is Bartholomew. Um, and you are a little bit further down the road and you can see that the carriage has just taken off um, and it's coming right for you. Uh, he's gonna stand in the middle of the road and just start taking pot shots at the wolves. <laughs> Spooky. Um, gonna use that. That will not hit anything. Well, hmm. Will an eight hit anything? No. Bonus action. Another shot. Uh, okay. Would a 18 hit anything? It absolutely would hit something. Okay. That's nine damage, piercing. Nine piercing damage. Alrighty. Uh, you see a arrow um, just like go right into the collarbone of the wolf uh, nipping at the heels of the horses and you can hear the telltale yipe of a wolf in pain. Alrighty. It is still alive though. Injured, but living. Anything else on your turn? Uh, I'm going to step to the side slightly, so if this carriage is about to like run me down, it doesn't. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Uh, another wolf is going to match pace with the horses on the other side and try and take them down. God, these wolves are not rolling very well. Uh, a seven's not going to hit them. So wolf number two, snap, 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 and nothing. Then another wolf will come in. Ah, that one will hit. All right. So a wolf, uh, you see two, like, two wolves come up on either side of the horses, snapping, snapping, not do, really doing anything. And then a wolf just leaps in through the air and lands on one of the horses back and just like chomps right on its neck. And the horse stops and rears. Um, the carriage will come to a shuddering stop. Um, I'm going to need everybody in the carriage to make an acrobatics check to not fall over. I am. I retreated back onto the outside part next to Mabel. So I'm not going to be falling down. If anything, I would be shooting off. That's right. Yep. <coughs> Yay. Uh, what check was this? For save? Uh, I, what do you guys think? An acrobatics or a uh, dexterity save? I think it's witchcraft. Happened? Witchcraft. <laughs> There's two of you. What the fuck? <laughs> Oh my god. The layout Tyler. is weird now. Welcome Sorry. to Barovia. Uh, my Zoom crashed. <laughs> um, Expel him. Expel me. Expel Yamas. I will remove. There we go. Never mind. Be gone with you, apparition. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say this is probably a deck save because a athletics or acrobatics check would mean that it was premeditated versus something happening to us directly. All right, good call. I'm Are you the that. DM? Sometimes. Huh? Mondays and huh? Tuesdays at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> at the break. Okay. So yeah, let's get a deck save from everybody. All right, Maybell manages to keep her feet. You got a four? All right. Uh, you <laughs> Welcome to the life of a caster, sucker. <laughs> Boom. Uh, God. Uh, poor, poor Silmi, uh, like, just falls forward into the seat in front of her. Uh, you'll begin your next round, or your next turn prone. 
Cool, 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 cool. How did Kefris do? I got a 14. 14? All right, that'll do. Uh, you manage to hold on to the seat um, as you come to a raucous stop. Uh, it fishtails a little bit and then stops sideways on the road. Uh, and then it's Silmi's turn. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, shit. Uh, so we're not, we're, the carriage is still upright. We're just stopped. The carriage is upright, barely. Okay. Uh, but it is sideways. The horses are freaking out. Yeah. Wolves are stalking around. Okay. Um, what, whatever side my brother is on, which I'm assuming was the left side of the cart, I'm going to peek out the right side window, um, which depending on the time period might be um glass or it might be like uh it's a curtain based on the mini okay so (laughs) i'm gonna peek out the curtain and i'm gonna uh in the chaos mutter something under my breath and make a hand motion and cross cast frostbite on one of the uh wolves all right go for it so he needs to make a con save con save wolf con save oh i didn't see it. that's a 17 on the die i'm guessing that's gonna make it it is yeah all right, what does that do to the what does that do to the wolf? Hold on. Does it do anything? Because this is uh, probably a cantrip. The target takes um, before the end of its turn. Uh, it doesn't say anything if it if it succeeds. So I don't think anything happens. Is this a cantrip? Yes, it is. All right, nothing happens on a miss for a cantrip. Yep. Go back. Go back. No. Ah, I'm getting excited. And then, and then somebody <laughs> just curses under her breath slightly, and then. And back into the carriage. <laughs> Nobody noticed. <coughs> Alrighty then. Kefris, it is now your turn. All right. Uh, there are a lot of wolves. There are... Uh, Maybell is secure. My is sister she- seems secure. I'm gonna, like, poke my head in and just, are you all right? Ah, yes! Oh! <laughs> I'm fine! Deal with the wolves. Excellent, and I'll just pop back out, uh, and then with uh, two hands uh, on my maul, I'll jump down uh, around the horses. Is one of the wolves still on the back of the horse? Uh, I'm gonna say the wolf fell off when the horse reared. Okay, I want to. Uh, if there is any wolf that is like directly near us, that is within like a five foot hitting range. Uh, I would do that, but I'm not going to, like, separate myself from the cart to go all the way over and then just be like, I'm alone, eat me. Um, I hear you. So I'm more just, like, trying to stave them back. So if there are any wolves that are within staving off distance, I'll I'll take a whack. That is a... I have never used D&D Beyond on this show before, but... (laughs) <laughs> that is going to be a um god why am i so bad at this <laughs> now uh, you know how it feels uh 12 to hit 12 to hit yeah that will barely miss poop wait the wolf jumps yeah. back and snarls all right uh and then i don't have a bonus action that i can do right now uh so i am just kind of like take a defensive stance and then back up against the against the wolves already um so you have your back to the carriage um hopefully that will keep you from being surrounded by these wolves uh okay wolf number one uh is going to take a snap at bartholomew now that he's on the ground will a 15 hit 
Only just. All right. Let us. How much do a teeth do? A two d four. That's going to be four piercing damage. Yay. I need you to make a strength saving throw. I'm okay at these. Uh, that, that, that's a 18. 18? All right. You're good. Uh, the wolf jumps up on you, um, takes a bite of your arm, and clearly is trying to knock you down, but you just push him back. All right. And conveniently, it is your turn now. Okay, I'm going to fire my hand crossbow onto him. Uh, 18? 18 will totally hit. Uh, can I do it all in one go? Because I'm just going to roll my 2d6s. Sure. On time. Yeah, by all means. And a 16. That'll also hit. And 10 points of piercing. Well, 16 points of piercing damage. All right, you absolutely myrtleize this wolf. It's on his arm, double taps it in the chest, throws it to the side. All right. Wolf dead. Okay. Bartholomew, you turn. Anything else for you? He's just going to start slowly walking towards the carriage, loading another bolt in. All right. At this point, uh, the two of you will notice that there is a man walking towards you. Uh, He is just ganked, this wolf. And he is just slowly Terminator walking in your direction. Oh, I'm sure that's fine. <laughs> Sturdier right. grip on the mall. Uh, a second wolf is going to attack Kefris. Will a goddamn uh, twenty-one hit you? Oh no! Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> uh, oh shit! So I didn't really want to kill you guys, but uh oh, I begged for it. The dice may land where they may land. Uh, is seven piercing damage. Okay. And I need, session, guys. And I need a strength saving throw. Okay. So strength save. Come on, buddy. <laughs> You're good at one thing. Uh, he got a nine. All right. That is not going to do it. You are knocked prone. So you, like... <laughs> Are, are briefly distracted by uh, this figure walking towards you, and then a wolf just bah! and then you are on the ground. Uh, second wolf is going to attack one of the horses. That's a natural one. Horse gets kicked, or excuse me, wolf gets kicked by horse. Yay! Bye. Uh, and now it's Silmi's turn. Um, I'm gonna. Since we're not moving, I'm going to motion for Maybell to come in the cart. <laughs> get back here, get back here. Maybell um, has been like frozen with fear at this moment, and then like she's startled and will crawl into the cart with you. Um, and there is a wolf on top of my brother. Yes. Um, I'm going to uh, cast Ray of Sickness at it, um, okay. which uh, if the wolf is on top of him, he shouldn't be able to see it. So. Don't worry, I'll have you roll a retroactive stealth uh, check at the end of this fight, just for all of this. Okay. Uh, I'm not good at stealth, though. Uh, (laughs) You know, you're just just gonna have to... uh, Well, I mean, it'll be against his perception. Uh, uh, 
Um, that's, let's see, a... Uh, I need to make a ranged spell attack, which is, uh, what? Roll plus... Proficiency plus... in casting stat. Okay, so plus three plus one at this Two. level? Two. So plus five, that's 11. 11 total? 11 total. That misses. Oh, I've never been in combat before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like pulling Maybell in. <laughs> Uh, Maybell's clutching you. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, so Silmi has gone, and it's now Kefris. You are on the ground, and there is a wolf. Uh, well, uh, I am going to stand up. Uh, this is not exactly what I wanted, and I am going to try and just raise my maul above my head and Gallagher Melon, this son of a bitch. All right, let's see it. Uh, that is a 15 to hit. 15 absolutely will hit. All righty, so with my maul... That means that it is 2d6 for 10 points total. Excellent. All right. Uh, this wolf is very hurt. Um, you bring your maul down on its back and you hear something snap. Um, he is not doing so hot. Awesome. Uh, and then I'm just going to try and like, menace him a little bit with my maul just ah like... <laughs> uh, at this point this wolf is like hurt and angry um oh, that's a great combination bartholomew it Hi. is now your turn how many wolves are left there are two wolves one is menacing bartholomew and one is menacing the horses one's menacing me they are both menacing ah uh, okay gonna do the only thing I'm good. That is a dirty 20. Oh, nice. oh wait, no. That's a natural 20 and oh. a dirty 20. Excellent. Uh, so I'm going to pop the horse that this strange man in sandals is fighting with the regular roll. They're sensible um, sandals. They're sens that's nine points of piercing. All right. Uh, the one that he's fighting? Yeah. Wolf dead. And then with the critical, go for the other one that's not great. Five plus 11 points of piercing. That exactly downs him. Bartholomew just ganked all the wolves. Are we surprised? All right. So that is the end of combat. Um, the horses are still freaking out a little bit. Um, all three wolves are down. Uh, Kefris, there is a man in front of you, um, probably putting away his bow, uh, and pulling out a dagger, will... and then bending down, and then stabbing a wolf. I am going over to the horses, because they are freaking out, and I'll yell out towards this stranger, Are you any good with beasts of burden? And I'm trying to, like, <laughs> calm them down, but asking help of this man. Bartholomew stands, walks over to the horses, and then just stares at them. All right. Animal handling? Animal handling. Ah, 12. 12. All right. Not bad. Uh, the horses calmed down, but still seemed uh, seem a little unnerved by Bartholomew. They, like, they, they stop rearing and, like, jerking everywhere but they just kind of stop and like paw the ground nervously. I'm gonna just like give them pets on the mane. 
I'm just like, shh, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Everyone hushes the animals. Um, Silmi is going to peek out of that little uh, window in the front of the carriage. Uh, so thank you so much. And she's gonna start trying to climb out, but she's wearing like a fucking bustle and uh, like a cage dress basically. <laughs> so she's gonna kind of get stuck and Maybelle's gonna come behind her and like yeah, yeah. shove her out a little bit. Gonna, like and squeeze the cage so that yeah. you can fit through. <laughs> oh, yes. <sighs> thank you. We seem to have lost our driver in the woods. Uh, Bartholomew approaches her then like bends down, takes a knee, and then stabs the wolf at her feet. Oh, I didn't leave the carriage. Oh. <laughs> I'm not getting Yeah, you have to bend down and start stabbing wolves more. Making sure they're dead. Are you sure that's really necessary? Um. You're not from around here, are you? What gave it away? Was it the missing driver? It was the sandals. You know, they are a much better uh, fashion statement from where I'm from than they are uh, with all of this mud. Do I recognize their carriage as a Vistani carriage? Um, I wouldn't say that this is a Vistani carriage. It's, it's just, just for reference. It's, it's just for reference. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we were on our way to Yahan. Yahan, uh, is, uh, is this near there you speak common you seem to speak common does a five on any type of knowledge check let me know where yahan is you've never heard of this this is a made-up place outsider you've come at a strange time see you said outsider again what does that what does that mean we're not from around here, brother. Therefore, we are outsiders. No, that's actually a very good point. Mm. I hadn't thought of that one. Can we offer you a ride back to the town I'm sure you come from, which is close? I, it's pretty far drive where I come from originally, but there is a town up ahead. Well, you've been so kind. Uh, in saving us. It's the least we can do. Our family is uh, fairly well off. You seem to have dealt with these wolves very quickly, whereas they were giving me a bout of trouble. So uh, let's say uh, I, I maybe we hire you for protection until town. Thinks about it. Take gold. Uh. I have gold. My mother Not always a whole said lot. Help. My mom always said to help those in need, but my dad always said never do it for free, so this is agreeable. That's good then. I I kinda like pats around. Actually seem to have misplaced my coinage. But uh, I'm sure once we get to town, we can get everything sorted out. Unless Sylvie, uh, Sylvie, uh, sister dear, do you have money uh, to give to our uh, new companion? Yes, of course I do. Remember? Pockets. Look. She pats her sides. <laughs> look, okay. What I wear doesn't have pockets. It's very, it's breathable, but it's more form than fit. 
I think we should move on, brother, because we are in the middle of the woods and we were just attacked by wolves. That's a very good point, sister. Thank you. Um, she kind of looks back at the window and then I, I'll just stay up here. It's if like you don't mind. Half out? No, I got all the way oh, out. Okay. <laughs> but it was very difficult. There was a process. So you're going to stay on the, uh, on the driver's seat? Yeah. All right. Um, uh, Maybelle's going to crawl through the window the same way you did <laughs> and just, oh, okay. So we're just, uh, we're just going to keep on moving. Down the road about 30 minutes. Well, that should be enough time for me to bandage up these wolf bites. <laughs> oh, are you all right? Oh, I'm. Get in the car. I'm Get fine. I was going anyways, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not going to. <laughs> I'll follow. You along. actually feel like you're about to barf. I, if it comes up before hopping back into the cart, I will yarf on the side, like by one of the wheels. <laughs> Uh, go ahead, just just make a constitution check. We'll, we'll resolve As, this. That is a uh, that is a fourteen. Fourteen. All right, you, you keep it down. As he's hunched over by the spokes wheel, Bartholomew like starts climbing to the driver's side, and under his breath he goes, "Welcome to Borovia." Well, can you uh, can you drive? A little. I learned from people in my village. All right. Uh, well, here you can you can take the reins if you'd like. Takes them. Waits for everyone to get settled. Um, can we fit three people on the front? Barely. Okay. I would suggest to Maybell to go wrap his wounds, Catherine wounds. Oh, uh, yes, of course, Miss Silmi, and she'll hop down. And kind of like look at me at Silmi for a second. Uh, look like she's about to like look at Bartholomew and sitting next to her. Look between the two of them for a second. Think better of saying anything about that, and then just go to the back and help wrap up Kefras. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, and you guys continue down the road as you continue down the road. Uh, you'll notice that the fog seems to claw its way forward and just sort of roll um, only a few feet behind your carriage as if it's just kind of ushering you deeper into this land. Uh, the trees tend to be a little deader looking than they were before, um, a little more craggly, uh, a little more spidery. They kind of reach out towards you in a menacing fashion. Um, it is only about afternoon at this point, uh, but the sun is not visible. There's just mist as far as the eye can see. So, Bartholomew, did you say? I have not introduced himself. Uh, and uh, my name is Silmi. <laughs> um, what may I call you? You can call me whatever you like. I'm just your guide. All right. How about, um, and she kind of looks at him and then she's like, no, I'm thinking of a lot of really racist names. And then she's like, um, 
How about uh, Speedy, since you are so good with an arrow? You're the one with the coin, miss. <laughs> um, so you fr are from uh, this country, yes? Yes. Good. Any sights that we should see while we're here? A lot of trees, a lot of fog, a lot of wolves. Good. Sounds lovely. Um, libraries. Mm, no, right? What's a library? <laughs> um, it's a place where people keep books for reading, instruction. You know, lady... You, you know that there's a noblewoman in your town named Lady Wachter, who Lady Wachter. keeps books. Uh, the only thing I've ever seen is inside Lady Wachter's house. Oh, lovely. Perhaps I shall speak to her. It'll be a long time. Good. <sighs> Meanwhile, inside the carriage, so, Peppers is getting wrapped up. Did, and Maybelle is doing Bad job. That's okay. It's, she, she's getting it done, but it's painful. Perfect. <laughs> Just the way I like it. Suffering is wisdom. Yay. Uh, yeah, and I will I will do my best to help, like, uh, make sure that the wounds are at least, like, cleaned off a little bit. It's definitely one of those, like... All right, alcohol definitely cures the wound. Uh, it stings like a bitch, but it's kind of the point, isn't it? Whatever you say, mister. Also, uh, retroactively, Silmi, I need you to roll a stealth check with advantage because it was during combat. And Kefris roll a perception check. Okay. What the hey? Bartholomew, roll one, two. I got an 18 on my perception. Well, shit. <laughs> I got the 12. I got a four. Great. All right. So both of you definitely saw Silmi uh, poke her head out the window and either throw something that was on fire at a wolf at some point or, you know, like wiggle her fingers in a weird way. I'm just going to put that in the same category as our driver disappeared while we were driving. A bunch of wolves attacked us out of nowhere, and then a strange blue man showed up and shot them all with crossbows for hands. Well, not crossbows for hands, that would be rather ridiculous, but crossbows in his hands nonetheless. Indeed. You would be correct. Just... Oh, I've got a question. Does Bartholomew have uh, a feat, variant human? Yeah, he has crossbow expert, which ah. lets him take two shots with a uh, hand crossbow. Super great. And also you can do it in melee, which is also super great. <clears throat> anyway, you guys are heading down the road. Um, and Tyler, you should probably get ready because this is this is going to involve you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> don't 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 mention anything, Maria. Shh. Or not Maria. Ah, uh, Bree. Ah, uh, God. No. Shh. It has nothing to do with the character that I 
played in Curse of Strahd. I am <laughs> I, I so confused you. as to what's happening right now. Sorry, I got distracted by old friends who are <laughs> hanging out, uh, weighing Stand in street. on the situation. Ugh. Anyway, y'all are making your way down the street. Um, and when I say street, I mean road. And uh, at <laughs> some point, about half an hour down the road, just like Bartholomew said, or Speedy, as we're now calling him, evidently, uh, <laughs> you will see uh, there is a figure that just sort of uh, makes itself visible in the fog. Um, you can see it pretty clearly because he has really vibrant red hair. Um, he also has a bag on his back that's weighed down with all sorts of strange instruments and uh, mechanical items. And uh, he is standing in front of what appears to be a Victorian-styled house. Um, and if you've never seen a Victorian-styled house before, they are very tall, they are very skinny, they are very rectangular, and they tend to have triangular roofs uh, with sort of a grid system uh, window situation going on. It's surrounded by an iron gate, and there's just kind of this house that's next to the road and uh, really ultimately in the middle of the woods when it comes down to it. Um, and so this red-haired man is standing in front of this house, and you are steadily getting closer and closer, Bartholomew and Silmi. And uh, how would you like to approach? Does he look Vishtani? Uh, no. Okay. Give me a perception check. Vistani typically have darker hair colors. Mm. Um, they, they are dressed very uh, flamboyantly, and he's wearing like a, 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 ni a big, nice red jacket, which would be like Vistani, but the hair color's throwing you off. 21. 21? Okay. He has pointy ears, <clears throat> which you would recognize as an elf, which is strange because there's not a lot of elves in Barovia, particularly not elves with red hair. I've been hired as a guy. Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> this is scary as shit. I have eaten. <laughs> he has eaten. He's he's upset because time closed. Except the door is closed. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Sorry. I would like to believe that there is just like a stray cat meowling in the middle of Barovia, oh. though. Like yeah. that is yeah. so on brand. That's Absolutely. that's definitely on the random encounter chart. <laughs> hey, listen. I've been hired by these two, so if they tell me to stop, I'll stop. Um, the, is he hailing? What are you doing on the road? Oh yeah, uh, Vic, you see a carriage coming down the road. Well, I mean, does does Vic see the carriage? He's kind of just staring up at the house. What's your passive perception? Um, what is my passive perception? It is uh, eleven. Oh. Eleven. Okay. Uh, you you see them coming, but not until they're like right behind you. Yeah. So he's just been kind of standing there, looking up, um, and just like, eh kicking his head to the side um, and studying it and like kind of adjusting his glasses every now and then he'll take off his glasses and uh, 
clean them off and just look again. Um, so he probably won't notice you guys until you're you're right up upon him. Afternoon. Oh, it's actually night. Is it? It's afternoon. No, is yeah. it? Fuck I it thought. Is. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Terrible I, sense of time. I, I'm pretty sure I said afternoon. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. You just I'll say that for nights in the courtyard. <laughs> you can never see the sun, so there's really not much difference yeah. aside from the fact that it's not dark. Okay. <clears throat> oh, uh, hello. Uh, what are you doing? I'm observing this house. I remember seeing it earlier. Oh. Which is very interesting. Are you lost? He looks around. Probably. Where are you headed? That is a great question. Um, I don't know. Where are you headed? I actually don't know where are we headed. The town of Barovia. That sounds nice. But I'm kind of interested in this house right now it's giving off vibes you know it's kind of built in the uh the classic haunted house mansion style don't you think <laughs> i'm gonna look at speedy uh, yes of course um are there not many houses like this around here i mean yes as far as i've seen but she's got that look about it, you know? I'm gonna go in. All right. <laughs> Is it? It's not your house. No. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna look at Speedy. <laughs> <laughs> Drugs. As Vic uh, begins to step forward, um, everyone can hear. Why does that keep on making sounds in my speakers? And not silence. Why are those songs in real life? Somebody has their <laughs> notifications on. Uh, not me. Not, it's not I. I. It is tis I. Mm-hmm. The fear. Simon Belmont is here. <laughs> the power of Christ is infused oh. in fear. Wait, are the? It might be me. Is it you? Um, we'll turn it off might be, It might be me. So I, I'm pretty sure it's me. What? One Stop. second. Yes. Uh, how do you turn off notifications on things? You can just put yourself to do not disturb. Oh, you scare my cat! <laughs> there is so much happening outside of this cart. He just sprinted. <laughs> the door opened, he went. Uh, He's gone. Yeah, so you, you call for me in the back of the Oh, cart? you know what I'm going to do? I'm just turn off my speakers. I'm sorry, I am the modicum of professionalism, but yeah, my, my speakers were on, and now they are off. That's okay. Dang. So, um, just like, Whoa. pokes head through, uh, through front window. Yes. Right. I, I, was, I was interrupted, I'm sorry. Um, as he steps forward to enter the house, um, everyone can hear a, a, a sort of sniffling cry coming from the bushes, um, like a child and um, another child going, shh. Bartholomew, like, cranes his neck, turns. Yeah, the bushes just rustle conspicuously. 
I am going to get out of the card. Is anybody there? Careful, Mr. Jeffers. It should be fine. Um, you can hear whispering in the bushes as though two small voices are conspiring. Uh, I'm going to approach the bushes. All right. Do you, like, physically move the bushes aside? Uh, yeah. I walk up to them and just... Like, like a curtain, just... Yes. All right. Uh, uh, and behind the bushes are two children. Uh, one seems to be a girl, about 13-ish years old, and the other is a little boy who is just, like, snot-nosed, tears, like, going down his cheeks, and she's just holding him to her chest and cowering beneath this red-haired giant. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to frighten you. Well, you shouldn't have done it then. The little girl will step out from the bushes and you can see that she is dressed very finely, like a, like a, little, like a little noble lass. And um, she kind of stamps her foot and points at Vic and says, who do you think you are sneaking up on like uh, us like that? Well, I wasn't sneaking intentionally. And the little boy will come out still sniffling and just kind of like grab onto her cape and she'll put an arm around him protectively. It's bad enough that we've got a monster in our house. Ooh, a monster in your house? Is this your house? Yes. And there's a monster inside. Yes, there's a monster inside our house, and we're too scared to go inside. And he, he looks at the guys on the cart and just like with a, a unsettling <laughs> grin. Like, hear that? Bartholomew hops off the cart and tosses whatever gold he's been paid back up in the pouch towards um, Silmi. Oh, come on. Where's your sense of adventure? No, he's hopping off towards the kids. Oh, okay. There's a monster, you say. Tell us about this monster. It's big and scary, and we hear it roaring every night in the basement. Hmm. Just hear it roaring. How do you know it's big and scary? Because it sounds big and scary! (laughs) The little boy just breaks down. Full on tears. Oh. Look what you did. You scared my brother Thornball. Oh, I mean. Where are your parents? Don't know. We haven't heard from them in a long time. There they go. There they go. That straight cat again. (laughs) That cat is just from the mansion at this point. Oh, yeah. That is the monster howling. That (laughs) That is the monster (laughs) howling. Come here, sweetheart. I think at this point, Selmy would hop down unless there's like a huge amount of mud on the ground. Uh, it's uh, a little drier up here. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, and then she's going to ha- like kind of strut over and, and push her brother aside slightly. Um, your parents are missing. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you saw them? Days ago or a few hours? I mean, at least... A few hours. Okay. All right. And I'm going to kind of put my hand on her shoulder if she'll let me. Yeah, she she will. All right. 
Were they last seen in the house, children? I think that they went down into the basement to get the monster. Spooky monster. Is that your cat? <laughs> Kitty! <laughs> we can't get rid of it. <laughs> <coughs> well, and I look at the boys. What are we to do? Well, now that you've asked. I was hoping to hang out for at least, I don't know, another half hour so that way I could recover from these wolf bites. Are, oh, and like, are you still visibly hurt? Yes. I took out a, oh. quite a chunk of my overall HP, if you would like to consider it. <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 15, I'm a solid 8. Oh, um, well, I mean, come on. There's no time to wait around, and you'll pat you on the uh, shoulder and cast Cure Wounds on you. Oh, snap. I suddenly feel way better. <laughs> and you get uh, eight hit points back. Woo! <laughs> Dang you. What devilish witchcraft is this? I live. Wh- I mean, some people call it witchcraft, other people call it wizardry. I just <clears throat> like to call it magic. It's divine magic. You're a cleric. Yes? No, no, I'm not a cleric. Oh. oh. My mother was a cleric. Uh, my father was a basket weaver. I'm sure he was. So, house. Bartholomew's already like at the door and opening it. All right. Uh, at, in front of the door is actually a, an iron gate, so you kind of like have to creak it open. It goes wrong as you open it. And uh, then there's like a portcullis kind of deck that you can go into, and then there's a door. Now, I'm going to tell kids. Mabel to stay in the cart, or Mabel will, to stay in the cart. Which is not locked, so you can just go right in. Meanwhile, meanwhile, <laughs> uh, what you were going to speak to the kids? I was going to be like, little kids, why don't you stay? I have a name. I was going to ask, what's your name? My name is Rose Valda. Rose Valda, that's And this very is my brother nice. Thornbolt. Very nice to meet you. Wish I could say the same. Well, you know, nobody's perfect, especially not me. She gives you now, Rose Valda, you mind waiting outside while me and these nice people take care of your monster? and find your parents and make everything okay. Well, we weren't gonna go in, but yes, we will wait out here. Perfect. Also, our little brother is up there. Oh, and what's his name? Walter. Walter. He's only a baby. And what's your cat's name? Dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) Now, children, you shouldn't say words like that. You sound like my mother. She sounds like a smart lady. Do you have a drive, perhaps, that we could store our cart and horses in? I would hate to keep them on the road. Uh, she's gonna kind of look around and shrug. There's just, it's, it's just a house out in the middle of the woods. There is no, like, stable or anything surrounding. Just... Uh, Miss Silmy, if if you if you're insistent on going in there, 
I, I'll watch the horses for you. Not certain that you should be left alone. I, I can take care of myself, miss. Against wolves? <laughs> I can scream very loud and I'm sure that you'll all be out to help me in only a moment. Fair enough. It's not like this house is going to lock behind us. All right. <laughs> I especially don't want to be going into the house if there's a monster in there. And I don't want you in there either. I, you are too precious to me. And she kind of pats her, um, her shoulder. Um, well, stay in the cart, um, lock it, and make sure if you see anything to shout. Like that. Yes, just like the cat. Uh, if wolves do come, it would probably also do you well to hop inside of the cart. So the wood walls will give you protection against their bitey jaws, unlike they did to me. Uh, I, I will keep a good lookout from the inside of the cart, and I'm sure everything's going to be fine. All right, wonderful. Um, yes, stay safe. Um, you too, Miss Silmy. Course. And Mr. Uh, Kefris, I don't know what I'd do without you. I'm, I'm sure um, it will, I'm sure it will be fine. Mm. Uh, <laughs> she just slow turns to her brother. Like, what the fuck happened to your voice? <laughs> she'll take each one of you by the hand very earnestly and kind mm -hmm. of bring it. Um, and then she'll walk up to Bartholomew and be like, it was very nice to meet you. I hope that you take good care of my masters. She'll like reach out to take his hand as well. He reaches out and you'll see like, it's been bleeding for like the last couple of minutes from where the wolf had bit him. Oh, she's, she'll, she'll take your hand and then go, oh, stars alive. You've been injured. Oh. Stopped hurting after a while. Whoa, that's not the voice. It stopped <laughs> hurting after a while. Uh, Please let me let me at least give you a, give you some bandages. She will take you aside, sort of forcefully, and uh, she's gonna attempt a medicine check. Oh, that's actually pretty good. She wraps <laughs> you up gently and efficiently. Thank you. No, thank you. And please take care of them. And she'll bow to everyone in turn and, <laughs> and hesitate with Vic a little bit and then give him a quick bow and then go into the cart. I make wow, that was very heartfelt. She's like uh, that. She's very nice. I hope nothing happens to this NPC. <laughs> It's not, it's, not, it's not like we're a Monday or Tuesday night group. What are you talking about? I don't understand what this means. <laughs> it's Barovian. <laughs> I don't have a stat block for nothing. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I made sure to grab my maul, as you said that this was going to be a very dangerous thing, so... Lead the way, I suppose. All right. So, as you all turn towards this ominous house, getting ready to enter into it, I think that now is a good time to go to our break. Yes! Whee! I love this. 
I love this I, a lot. I'm very excited. I'm very much enjoying this. I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> yes. So thank you to everybody who's decided to stick with us through to our break. If you were watching this on Twitch uh, and you would like to uh, help support our show by either a, a warm long sleeve t-shirt, a tank top, a poster, or some other means, we have our merch site set up called In-Store Adventures that you can find based on the clickable shirt in the description box of uh, of this Twitch channel. There's also going to be a link to it below if you are watching this on YouTube or if you are listening to this on the audio cast. Furthermore, if you would like to uh, also support our show directly, there's also the option for a Patreon uh, where you can get access to our Discord server where all of these wonderful people can be found. Uh, and I will drop that link right now. And if you uh, are, are new to the show, but you like what we do, uh, follows uh, definitely help, as well as, hey, did you know that you get one month free of Twitch Prime, of uh, a Twitch sub free every month with Amazon Prime? So if you have Amazon Prime, link your Twitch account to it, and then you can help support our show that way, and it comes at no extra cost to you, but instead you take it right from Jeff Bezos's pockets, because what better way to steal money from Bezos than to give it to us? Um, so we are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes, so don't go anywhere unless it is to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or uh, convince them to come on back because we are going to be right back doing our damnedest. So we shall see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. Um, hello, everybody. <laughs> Damn it. For all you audio cast listeners, that wasn't Franklin. That was Justin. But a good voice actor he is to make you think it was indeed a cat. Uh, so we are returning back to uh, back to Barovia. We're entering inside of a spooky house. Is that correct? You're muted. I mean, it's only spooky if you want to label it spooky. I was like, oh shit, I am DMing this game, aren't I? <laughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. So, you enter into the spooky, spooky house. We're not going to do silly voices because this is a very scary, serious horror setting. We had the same problem last time we did this. Uh, but no, we're taking this seriously. Pastel gothic horror, got it. That's, yeah, essentially, that's, that's, that's my aesthetic. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. So, a wrought iron gate hinges on one side. And a lock on the other fills the archway of a storm portico. The gate is unlocked. Rusty hinges shriek when the gate is open. We already went over that. Uh, there are oil lamps hanging from the portico by chains. Uh, oaken doors, which are not locked. All right. So you open the doors and you find yourselves in, uh, where you know that area that you take off your, 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 your shoes and your, oh, and your yeah. coats and yeah. things? It's a really nice house. So it has one of those. Um, and it also has like a bunch of portraits of the people who lived here previously. Um, and there is also a shield above the actual door with a coat of arms. <clears throat> so if you would like to enter into the house proper, of course, we were invited in, which is that's, all I need. <laughs> that's the secret. <laughs> you, you were vampires all along. Aha! 
I will not go first. <laughs> oh yeah, Bart, Bart's just walking in. All right, so uh, you come into the actual house proper and you enter the main hall, which has an enormous spiral staircase uh, towards the back. Um, you can see that there are several doors that are going to other rooms on the first floor. Uh, immediately to your left, as you walk in the door, there is a uh, fireplace. That's the word for it. <laughs> mounted above the wall, uh, uh, above the fire, or mounted on the wall above the fireplace is a longsword with a windmill cameo worked into the hilt. And there are wood panel walls that are ornately sculpted with images of vines, flowers, nymphs, and satyrs. Well, this is a modest home, is it not? It actually seems very well kept as well. Um, oh. The lights are all off, but it, it is a very nice, clean house. Hmm. Yeah, very nice. Are we supposed to take our boots off or sandals off when we go inside? It seems really clean, and I almost feel bad dirtying it. Tracking mud into the house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. I'm sure someone will clean it. Uh, first order of business, we must find that baby. Yes, yeah, so said- Oh, right. Yeah, the baby. A what? Yeah. <laughs> the children outside said that there was their younger brother, a baby, was still in the home with no parents for hours. That seems like poor parenting. Did they say where the baby was? Upstairs, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they, they did mention upstairs. So, uh, step one, find baby. Yes. Well, we also need to find the basements. So, so do we want to find basement first and then baby second? Let me put it to you this way. I would say baby if first. If we do find the baby and we find the basement, you take the baby to the basement and you fight the monster. Yes, but what if it's in trouble? We do not have to keep the baby here. We can give the baby to uh, Maybell to care for. Valid. All right, baby. I like that sound. Don't call or me that. It was meant. This elf is very unsettling. He just kind of <laughs> he stands at like an arm's length to anyone in the room. And uh, just seems kind of smiley and happy about everything going on at any given moment. It reminds me of father. <laughs> he's Did you he's say also that out loud? <laughs> no, just okay. he, he also looks very disheveled. I mean, his his hair is like long but kind of unkempt. His he, he does have like a very nice jacket and other fine clothes on, but they're like smattered in, in mud from what you can assume would be traveling. I'm just, so just crawling around at the bushes outside. Unkempt. Uh, um, you know what? You two seemed really gung-ho about this whole house thing. So you can lead, and then my sister and I can stay in the back. And if you need any uh, support of uh, some way, um, uh, you don't have any way to attack them, do you? And he kind of says that to uh, Silme. Uh, and then no. just, so do you need like a, a sword <clears throat> or? I'm full of tricks, brother. And I don't understand why you think that we're going to be, well, this is a house 
We are walking into a house. We're going to get the baby that's upstairs. And then if there is something in the basement, then yes, we must fight. Or you must fight. But why are we talking? Let's just go. There is also a sword on the wall over the fireplace. I feel bad about just taking things. That looks like an heirloom. I mean, we could I'll just... pull out a dagger and I'll hand it to her. I'll take the dagger because the I totally don't already have one. <laughs> Rolling your eyes greatly. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I'll I'll lead the way. We'll, we'll we'll go up the stairs, find the baby, take the baby out, save the baby, kill the monster. They take the baby out. You wanna repeat that? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> find the baby, kill the baby, save the monster. Right. Make the monster your friend. Start <laughs> an animation company. Uh, oh. Okay, uh-huh. let's go upstairs. <laughs> All right. So um, the stairs are a, a very large corkscrew. Um, so as you like start heading up the stairs, you can like look down and see the. Uh, there's like a very uh, open area just over the hand railing that goes straight down to the bottom. And uh, they are red, carpeted, and very nice. Um, as you head up the stairs, uh, it curls around once. And at the apex of the first curve, you can see that there is a large portrait of what looks to be a noble family. You recognize Rose and Thorn, um, the children standing in front of their parents. Um, there is a man who is holding <laughs> a swaddled baby. Um, and there is a woman standing next to the man who is looking down at the baby, just like, like absolutely, like does not look happy with it. What a happy family. And he's going to sit and admire the, the portrait for a little bit. Man, I don't know. Oh, sorry. Doing. Like some of them look happy. Yes, but not that guy. I mean, do I get a sense that he's like the the patriarch, like the the dad? Certainly. Like this looks like mother, father, kids, but the father is the one holding the baby, and the mother is looking at the baby like with. Oh, the some... mother is. Yes. Oh. Yes. She's looking at the baby with like unhidden scorn, just like don't like that at all. I have never seen a mother look so displeased with her own child when it's still that young. And pose long Why enough for it in a painting. Why would they paint it? Yes, that's what I want to know. <laughs> Why would the artist paint this? That is a very weird face to hold for a long time. <laughs> that's silly. That's silly to me. Oh my. Do you continue? Well, uh... Is this on like a landing, or is this a, a floor of it in its own right? It's, or? it's in the middle of the stairs. Like okay. um, the stairs, like wrap around in a counterclockwise motion, and like at the top of the first turn, like against the wall that the wall that the stairs are at, is where the portrait is. And it's and it's, it's fairly life sized actually. It's this is probably about the only place in the house where it could fit. Oh. And then you can continue up the uh, house and like, or you can continue around and like the stairs will go up to the next floor. 
half. Yeah, I guess it's a landing. Is that what it's called when there's like a flat yeah. bit? Yeah. Yeah. So it's the first landing. But then, we, yeah, I'll continue up the staircase up to uh, at least the first floor. All right. Um, so you get up to the first floor and you can see that um, it's a similarly sized room to the main hall. Only there are four uh, suits of armor standing at like each corner of this room. And uh, they each have a visored helm in the shape of a wolf's head. Uh, the doors, there are two sets of double doors, one on the left, one on the right, uh, and also a smaller door at almost immediately to the right of the top of the stairs. Nomi is going to yell out, hello? Uh, sorry to intrude. Uh, your children said that you were missing and that your, your baby might be in danger. So we're just coming to check. Is everyone all right? If they are missing, then they wouldn't respond. Well, if the children are just messing around, then they will. There is no response, but you can feel a cold draft coming down the next flight of steps. We should check out this floor, just in case the baby's somewhere in here. So there are uh, two doors on right and left side? There are two doors on, well, like, some double doors, like big doors. Oh, okay. Um, but there's a smaller door also on the north wall. So there are doors on the north wall and on the south wall. All right. Um, I'm guessing that the next set of stairs is probably across the way uh, if we want to go up yep the corkscrew just continues um, yeah we're, we're we're still on the staircase just goes all the oh, way oh it's a spirally that. boy okay it's a spiral boy got it i mm. well uh i'm just going to just wrong. start checking doors all right um, south the, door okay the small one so that's uh, just immediately to your right you just open up the door. Um, this appears to be a servant's room. It's undecorated. There's just a couple of beds with straw stuffed mattresses. Um, and at the foot of each bed is a foot locker. Hello? Oh, can you not Everybody hear me? There? No, I, I can't. I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> <Hello>? <laughs> Am I muted? <laughs> yes, no response. Hmm. No Where baby. Where's the staff? Well, sister, you have to remember, not everybody can afford to have staff like we can. But there is a room for them. It's also gonna... a pretty big house. Gonna kick open a locker. Oh. There is, uh... Standing by. Loading. Um, oh, please. Empty. Locker mm -hmm. is empty. There's a closet nearby. You can open that up. There's some servants' uniforms just hanging in them. But both footlockers are empty. All right. Um, Vic's going to go to the to the double doors on the north side. All right. Um, <laughs> open those up. Both hands, dramatically. Uh, and, hey, look, it's a library. Mm -hmm. Ooh. It suddenly just pops Books. in. <laughs> Ooh. 
Red velvet drapes cover the windows of this room. An exquisite mahogany desk and a matching high back chair face the entrance and the fireplace, above which hangs a framed picture of a windmill perched atop a rocky crag. Situated in corners of the room are two overstuffed chairs. Floor to ceiling bookshelves line the south wall and a rolling wooden ladder allows one to more easily reach the high shelves. So there is a desk, some chairs, another fireplace. There, there seems to be a fireplace in part near every room, um, you know, except the servants' quarters, of course. Mm-mm. And uh, yeah, there's shelves with books on them. Philme takes a step in that room. Are there right. any obvious exits? You immediately burst into flame. That does not right. Um <laughs> Uh, just trying to keep you on your feet. What are you looking for? Books, desk. Um, I'm just gonna start reading the spines a little right. bit, distracted of, from uh, our immediate, you know, task. Right. There are several different kinds of books, um, varying in length, size, um, color, and topic, including history, warfare, and alchemy. There also seems to be a few first edition collected works of poetry and fiction and uh, like, you know, like yeah. really good stuff, like yeah. expensive stuff. Yep. Good. Like you, you can tell that the people here were collectors. Like they, they knew they, they had a, a, a taste for the finer things. So let me just going to run her hand on some of them. Yep. It's the nice feel of cloth and leather bindings. Are there any books that are out? Um, there is, well, the desk has a jar of ink, a quill pen, a tender box, and a letter kit containing a red wax candle, four blank sheets of parchment. Mm, no book on the desk. Okay. Damn it, I'm not playing goddamn rogue. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, she's just gonna turn to her brother. When we find them, perhaps they will let us Peruse? Well, hopefully, I mean, if we if we find uh, the parents, maybe the children can convince the parents that uh, maybe you could uh, be a new curator or something. Ooh. Everybody in this room, give me a perception check. Also, I was going to have um, Vic start going up to books and just kind of like pulling on them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Perception check. 18. 18? I got a 14. All right. I got a six. Cool. Uh, seven. Awesome. So Vic is in the corner pulling books off the shelves, throwing them behind him. Just pulling well, he's them. Not, oh he's not God. taking them off the shelves. He's just <laughs> pulling them Oh, he's down. just pulling books randomly. Just yeah, like, just you're oh, waiting books. for the Scooby-Doo secret yes, room books. to open up? That is exactly what he's doing. <laughs> That's that's very much like Vic, um, but Bartholomew rolled a eighteen. That's quite high. Um, so, Bartholomew, your um, y- your eyes are drawn to a red book on the bookshelf that doesn't have anything written on it, um, and it's just curious to you that there's no title on this book. You'll see Bartholomew, like, tilt his head, reach out, and then, like, pull the book off. 
Yeah. Sure enough. Click. Roll. And the bookshelf moves aside. You have found a secret door. And Vic totally thinks that he's the one who did it. Yes! Got it! <laughs> All right. Um, there is a secret door behind here. What does it lead to? Kefris definitely jumps a little bit when a door, when a wall just starts sliding open. It just... <laughs> do you not? Do you not have these types of secret doors in your house? Why would somebody have secret doors in their house? To hide secrets. Secret door. Why? As soon as this opens, um, there is, to Bartholomew, the familiar scent of death and decay. It just kind of rolls out and, um, like, everybody's just like, oh, God, you know, like, it, it, the smell just rolls over you like a rancid fart. Um, <laughs> Unfazed, Bartholomew <laughs> just, like, takes his crossbow and then walks in. Uh, this room also contains bookshelves, which are packed with a very different kind of book. Um, books describing fiend summoning, summoning rituals, necromantic rituals, um, cult books, just like a, a bunch of really sketchy stuff in here. Um, also at the end of the, uh, of this small, uh, narrow room, there is a skeleton dressed in leather armor who's hanging halfway out of a footlocker. And this is a person who's very dead, super dead. He yeah. died. Bartholomew walks up to it, picks the skull up by like the head and tilts it. All right. Um, he's got um, three darts stuck in his chest and they all like a couple of them just fall out. And you can see that at some point this, uh, this box was trapped. And uh, this, this poor sucker, uh, set it off and uh now you you can see the results of that um he he is actually clutching a note in his hand uh bartholomew is really lucky about finding dead bodies with notes in their hands uh, and you can also see this note if you would like to sure um Just... also when uh bartholomew found this skeleton uh vic it's like oh and like brings out his bag and reaches into it and pulls out a item that looks kind of like um, a bowl uh, with several strings reaching up to like a point. It takes out a, a, a like a, a violinist bow and starts playing on it, and it makes um, just very unsettling noises, like. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just setting the mood. I got no, a four on a constitution please. save to stop myself from vomiting from All right. when he yeah, starts so, touching um, the skull. The, the smell rolls over you. Um, you compose yourself for a moment, and then Bartholomew lifts a skull. And then, yeah, just all over the floor. Just you step That off. used to be a nice carpet. Um, while he's puking, I'm going to go look at the books that are on the table. All right, give me an... Uh, an arcana check. I don't trust any of my dice. <laughs> you should probably be careful opening things from now on. I quit. <laughs> that is a one! Alright. These are really serious rituals. 
like there there is some serious stuff going on here um it's it, it, this is bad this is really bad these guys are no joke uh, okay um perhaps some I feel like I should make a joke about skeletons in the closet, but I can't compose myself at the moment, so let's move on from this room, I please. I feel like these people had some skeletons in their closet. <laughs> I did it for you. Oh my god, he touched it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, brother. Is I there anything have... in the chest besides the dead body? Um, Let us see. Yes, it contains three blank books with black leather covers. They are worth 25 gold pieces each. You should note that down. Also, three spell scrolls. Ooh. The deed to the house. Ooh. The deed to a windmill. And a signed will. I'll take everything but the books. Uh, you actually recognize this windmill. It's it's a pretty prominent landmark between Velaki and Barovia. Huh. I've seen this windmill before. Uh, the deed, or rather the will, is signed by Gustav and Elizabeth Durst, names of the people who own this house. Um, and uh, they very clearly bequeath um, the house, the windmill, and all of their property to their children, Rosvalda and Thornbolt. Yeah. Not Walter? To oh. Rosvalda and Thornbolt. Wow. wow. He is very young. Perhaps this deed was, you know, older than that. Not updated. Oh. And I know these are like spell scrolls, basically. Yes. You son of a bitch. But you oh. probably don't know what they do. Yeah. He walks up to Salim. Salim? Salim. Slimy. Slimy. <laughs> he and then he puts the he gives her the scrolls as he's walking past oh uh, this is someone else's property it's our property now <laughs> and then as he walks past um Kefris, he tosses him the skull <laughs> it's just like a juggling motion of it until I eventually catch it and just look at it and it's one of those like hollowed eyes meets mine and just uh! <laughs> it lands in Vic's hands. Oh, Hamlet, I knew thee well. It was Yorick. Are you sure? Why are you people touching dead bodies? That's weird and gross. They're not in Barovia. Why do you keep saying that? We're clearly still in the Daylands. Ha ha ha. Sorry, in the where? The Dale Lands. You know, we're going from our home in the Dales to the north to Huan. Huan. Completely unfamiliar. Why? Why? <laughs> Perhaps we got a little off track, brother. Let us just uh, continue on our way. There is a child's life at stake. Child in danger, maybe. Or just fine. Ugh. I need to wash my mouth later. Yes, child. Ugh. Child. Think of the child. So I, uh, I think 
probably Bartholomew is going to lead the way out of the room. Vic will follow and go straight towards the uh, southern door. Mm-hmm. Southern door? All right. Uh, you open it up, and the first thing that you notice is a piano. No, it's a hopscord. Sorry. At first, it looks like a piano, but then you realize that it's smaller and it's got flatter keys. Um, and you recognize this as a hopsichord because pianos don't exist yet. Yeah. All right. And uh, there's also lots of upholstered chairs just surrounding. And um, oh, there's a harp near the fireplace as well. Um, it seems like these people were musical. Going to just be nervously pulling my red cords around my wrists and arms just tighter and tighter. As you're as you're doing this, you're kind of looking around the room. You see that there are uh, alabaster figurines of well-dressed dancers on the mantelpiece, and um, there are carvings on the walls. Uh, and if you look a little bit closer, they, they are actually skeletons just dancing on the walls. Why? Why is there so many skeletons in this house? Well, clearly one of them was a necromancer. Did you see those books? What? In the, in the room with the skeleton, there were books of potions and necro- necromancy and all this. I was a little busy uh, yarfing. The skeleton was a little gross. I'm sorry. It's all right. Maybe they're just eccentric. You know, people do that. Don't no. you guys do that? No, they don't. House? Do they, though? I mean, whatever made-up place that you guys are from, maybe they don't. Do you seriously not know where the Dales are? It's near the Anorak Desert, north of Sambia. Honestly, you're just sounding like a lot of made-up places. I mean, I believe you. I promise. I believe you. It's just a little hard to believe. Anyway, sure. Vic walks up to one of the, the the harpsichord and plays a note. Plink, plang, plong. There is uh, some sheet music on the uh, harpsichord's little music stand. Um, it seems to be like old children's rhymes. And underneath the sheet music, you'll find like a a, a charcoal drawing uh, seemed to have done been done by a child um, and it's just a stick figure family um, and it says me and Rose and it's terribly misspelled and then mummy daddy oh. Walter backwards that's cute yeah. he just and kind of the papers and then leaves him alone did you say there was a nanny on there there was a nanny on there okay the nanny's holding hands with the father. Oh, this is lovely. <laughs> um, so baby's not in here. Uh, keep moving upward and onwards. Uh, yeah, uh, upwards sounds about right. All right. So up the stairs you go. As you climb this red staircase. Um, you come to its full height, um, you realize that this floor is very dusty, has not been taken care of very well. Uh, there are cobwebs, there is dirt, 
it is disgusting up here. Um, it looks like a maid has not been here in years. Apparently the servants aren't paid well enough to get up here, eh? As you reach the top of the stairs, there is an enormous suit of armor. Um, similar to the ones down the flight of stairs with like a wolf helmet, but um, it's a little bit bigger. Like, you know, you get the feeling that like a captain or some an, somebody, an officer, some sort of ranking would have worn this armor. This style of armor is interesting. Um, Speedy, do you know, is this common for this area? Knowledge? Sure, yeah. Uh, what would that be? Uh, history. Definitely. Definitely history. Ooh, that's a f- 14. Alright, that's pretty good. Um, you've heard stories about how this land was conquered by um, uh, yeah. uh, somebody who by, by Lord Strahd himself in the name of his father, King Barov. And this looks similar to the armor that his followers would have worn. In ages past, when this land was first conquered, it was conquered by a man named Strahd von Zarvich. His, his army... And his his men wore this sort of armor. So, is he from like Netheril, or you are saying these made-up words again? <laughs> no, that's entirely you, my friend. I assure you, we the Daylands are, on... are a communal state broken up into smaller countries. Well, there hasn't been a conquering, uh, well, since the Netherese came through Sambia, but that was years ago. And certainly not Estrad von Zarovich. Well, you're in the continent of Borovia now. Do you know Waterdeep? <laughs> Baldur's Gate. Uh, the Sea of Burning Light? Stars? Night, isn't it? Or... Night? That one is from the Indoor Adventures homebrew campaign. Oh, oh whoops! Yes. <laughs> we were looking at the Sea of Fallen Stars. Oh, yes, there the you sea, go. The Sea of Fallen Stars. Nothing is not nothing is. They're making a, up mm. a bunch of stuff. I might have heard of a Sea of Falling Stars in one of my mother's children's stories. How odd. Do you not know about the country that, I mean, outside, places outside of your own country? If I could leave my own country, I would. What How does close that are mean? you guys to the armor right now? Out of curiosity. I'm arguing on the stairs, right? I was yeah. right in front of it because I was. Oh, like, you're right in front of it? Okay. Yeah. So as you're, you guys <laughs> How are. How uh, <laughs> are you? What's your, uh, what's your passive perception? 13. Cool. As you guys are arguing, um, you get like the t- the three people that are standing in front of you see that the armor is beginning to lift its arm uh, above your head uh, with a sword in its hand, uh, and a shadow falls over you, and you think, "Huh, what is that?" And then you realize that the armor behind you is about to attack you with a sword, and everybody should roll initiative. Oh, jeepers! <laughs> Did that move? <laughs> Look out! <laughs> huh. Ilmater be praised. Uh. It's totally lighting the candle. I had to like do my ritual, which I didn't do, 
Now I'm rolling okay. You didn't burn any sage. I didn't. No, I have to light a candle. <laughs> I did it. I did a thing, and now I okay. Anyways, I got 16. a twelve. Twelve. Well, that's just excellent. Sixteen. Ooh. All right. I got a nine. I got a rock. Pretty close. Nine and... LB got a 16 as well. LB got a 16 as well. Which of you is faster? Or more dexterous? I kind of want to say they both have the same dex. Mine is 16. Oh, he has more dex. (laughs) Mine is a zero. I have a plus zero. Okay, well, then that would make Vic go first. Why did I think Vic was a sorcerer? Red hair, I guess. It's red hair. Because he was a high elf. Hey. A really high elf. Alrighty. Um Bartholomew's name starts with a B. But Call me Speedy, that's what everyone else Okay. At the top of the round, we have Victor. Oh my gosh! That armor's come to life. Oh, boy yeah danger danger will robinson um victor will quickly unsheath a rapier and uh dash up uh between uh selmy and the armor and try and stab at it okay then let's see a roll You are muted for some reason. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm just doing push, push to talk now because it's here. That's 12. That's 12, 12 versus AC. Ah, no. I didn't think so. Anything else? No? Okay. Silmi, there is a suit of armor that is raising a sword against you. And it seems that it very much wants to harm you. Uh, I am. She's gonna just take a moment and oh, that's interesting. And then uh, oh, that's uh dangerous. Um, and she is going to attempt to move away from it. All right. So uh, are you disengaging? Yes. Yes. Because cool. you can right. do that as your action. I am into that. And then I will back as far away from it as I can. Okay. Uh, like around the room or down the stairs? Uh, do the stairs continue up? No, this is as high as the stairs go. Okay, yeah. Then I'll go probably just to a corner because I don't know what else to do. Okay. And I don't want to fall down the stairs. All right. Uh, so there is a little more space towards the north. You can dip mm-hmm. into that hallway. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Um, so, anything else for you? Nope. At this point, it is the armor's turn, um, and I'm gonna say that it brings its sword down right where Silmi was before she just hid, or like, jumped jumped away, darted away. Um, and he's going to try and attack Vic, because he just came up towards him and tried to poke him. It's a living. It's a living. Um, Mr. Sir, 
Does a 13 hit your AC? It does not. Awesome. <gasps> He's going to attack again with his multi-attack. Does a 14 hit your AC? It matches. Excellent. He is going to do some damage to you, Mr. Sir. As soon as I find my D6. Okay. That is three bludgeoning damage. I can take three. I can take <laughs> Keep on <laughs> muting right before you finish saying words. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's all good. Um, it is the, that is the end of Victor's turn. It is the beginning of Bartholomew's. Oh, hey. It's just been attacked by a, a, a suit of armor. Oh, my. Yeah, he just stands there. Huh. It has a, a dull sword that it is just trying to bash him with. Uh, I'm going to try and put a bolt in its knee and a bolt in its arm. All right, let's see it. Uh, that is a two. That's definitely not going to hit. But the other one is a natural 17. All right, that will not hit. A natural 17 won't hit. Nope. Oh, so then I'm going to have to add modifiers to it. God damn it, math. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Okay, that will hit. Okay. I should hope so. Yikes. <laughs> uh, dealing four points of piercing damage. Four points of piercing damage? Yeah. All right. Um, the bolt to the knee misses, but a bolt flies into its visor, and you can hear it rattle around inside. Huh. You said four points? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's told to protect the twins. So he's going to move behind Vic and then in front of Silmi. They are not twins. They're a couple of years apart. Oh, they are. Okay. All right. Shrug. To... That's not relevant information. I was told to protect the fools. So. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Kelfier. Is that right? Kefris, but sure. Kefris, yeah. sorry. Close enough. I know my name starts with a K just as much as you do. Uh, so I am going to uh, ah. take my maul and rush it. Just, uh, I see Vic standing next and he healed me. So I think that this is kind of what we're supposed to be doing. I guess, I don't really know. So I'm going to bring up my maul and I'll try and hit it. Let's see it. I'm going to use this die instead. That is an 11 to hit, so that is a no-go. And I don't have a bonus attack because I use a two-handed weapon. Okay. So I'm just sort of hanging out for right yeah. now. Okay. All right. Um, we are back around to Vic. Okay, so everyone's been missing pretty significantly, so... I, like they haven't been missing, their weapons are just bouncing off I of the armor. <laughs> you missed. I missed. Okay. Uh, for for the most part, weapons are bouncing off of the armor. It just seems to be a really sturdy piece of armor. Okay. Um, so as an action, um, Vic is going to pull out that creepy instrument he was playing earlier and get a good dong on the bottom and cast Toll of the Dead. On the uh, armor. <laughs> no. So wisdom saving throw, please. Wisdom saving throw. Uh oh, that might be a problem. Uh, what does he have to make? Will eleven do it? A twelve, and uh. no, eleven will not do it. <laughs> okay then. So he does not save. And he's what? missing points, correctly hit points. He is he's missing, missing hit points. Hit points. 
So he takes nine necrotic damage. Oh my, necrotic damage? That's not any damage that he's immune to. Wait, so what? That's Wait, what? <laughs> a voice in the sky told me something just now. I'm very scared. <laughs> By the way, there's no shame in running away from a fight you think you can't win. This isn't that's fate. Lot. We don't get added Never run away from running. Never surrender. Hold on, I have to check my character traits. Sill me. Um, so this strange elf has just told the dead on um, this ooh, ooh, armor. Wait. Sorry, bonus action. Um, I'm just gonna slap uh, Speedy apparently behind <laughs> me and say, "Keep on hitting him! Keep on hitting him!" Uh, and give him a uh, bardic inspiration. Yay! So remember that you are inspired. In fact, I'm gonna write that down. Inspired. Okay. Sell me. That just happened. Oh my god, I don't know what to do. I don't want my brother to see that I can cast spells. Um, You're hidden behind two people. I am, but... And there is another magic guy. You could probably that's, blame it on him. That's true. Uh, I'm gonna... I'm gonna... Um, speak some gibberish under my breath, uh, and uh, perhaps uh, Speedy feels my hand move or something behind his back and I'm going to cast a uh, frostbite. All right. We will we will do a uh, stealth check at the end of the fight. <laughs> I should have taken stealth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could also do deception if that's better. Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that one, sure. <laughs> so he needs to make a constitution save, please. Constitution save. How is a 15? 15 makes it. Sorry, I'm rolling really well for this no, guy. No, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, so, da, 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 da. so it frost, the, the armor gets a little frosty in its midsection. Cool. And that's it. <laughs> Just a, a spider where the frost grows across its breastplate. Uh, and that is Silmi. The armor is going to try and attack Vic again. It's gonna miss. That's a that's a natural three. I'm pretty sure that's not gonna hit. A nine no, doesn't hit. A nine does not hit. All right. So, um, oh, it gets to attack again because it's monkey attack. I forgot about that. Uh, how about a thirteen? Thirteen also misses. Awesome. So, armor swings at Vic, and he's just ducking and weaving, <laughs> and playing his weird instrument. All right, and now it is Bartholomew who is inspired. I am inspired. That is, I'm gonna, do I hedge my bets here? Okay, so I got a natural 20 on one roll. Oh my. And a 16 plus how much is this? Hold on, I can math. 521. Nah. Yeah, I was gonna try and use my inspiration and then fish for another crit, but whatever. Bardic Inspiration doesn't let you re-roll, you just add in the... Adva it's advantage, isn't it? No, you, no, you, you add, add a D6. Oh, I'm thinking it's about the D6. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking about another thing. Um, sorry. <laughs> so that is 8 plus 6. Fuck, 12 points of piercing damage on the crit. Nice. And then 6 plus 3, 9 points of piercing damage on the 16 natural. 
which is 21. Yeah. So, so, the, so it's 12 piercing damage and then 9 piercing damage? Yes. Okay. I can math. You can math. And actually, you math so hard that you explode this creature. Cool. Don't wow. worry, guys. Once I run out of bolts, this is going to be way fairer. <laughs> I knew you could do it. You guys sure are lucky that this guy is here. Um, question. Uh, are you okay. adding your... Um, your uh the, 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 your your attack stat to your second attack. Well, yeah, because it says that it's an, a normal attack with my crossbow as a bonus action, not that it's an offhand attack. Okay, all right, just checking. Awesome. I, I did all the rules reading to make sure I got this right. <laughs> I, I I remember having so much trouble with my character when I had to deal with this. So like, I, w I was back and forth with the DM, but I, I trust you. Crossbow expert is a pretty difficult one to to make sure that you're getting the rules right because it feels like cheating. Because <laughs> it is so good. All right. Um, so uh, you put two bolts. Well, actually, tell you tell me how you take this guy down. Uh, as Vic is distracting it with another like, pwong, you see Bartholomew like dive to the side. Pap pap land, roll, and then stand back up like nothing happened. Gone woo doves. As Vic is finished with the thing, like, he probably had his eyes closed trying to concentrate. The armor collapses. Clang, 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 clang. Right down on top of Kef uh, Kefris and Vic. Kefris jumps. It just it <laughs> falls apart. Well? Vic just kind of stands there like, Nice. There wasn't a person inside there. It was just moving on its own. Oh. Oh, it was. I don't like this Barovia place. Rules don't make sense. Uh, Bartholomew picks up, like, I don't know, one of the greaves, like, looks it over, shrugs and throws it over the shoulder over the banister. <laughs> Please. Don't oh, speaking of which, let's get the deception and uh, perception checks over with. I got a 12. Deception with advantage because combat. Oh. And I was hidden. Um, I don't care, honestly. <laughs> uh, deception's plus two, so a 16. All right, I didn't see. All right. Anybody else see? Nope. That used to fail. All right. <laughs> Bartholomew doesn't chooses not to care. <clears throat> so, um, a bit more careful now. Cool. Okay. Uh, Vic's gonna like bend down and just examine the armor and just poke around and see. I guess try to learn a little bit about like why this armor was attacking us. Sure. Um, give me an Arcana check. Okay, one second. So, before we were rudely interrupted, um, how much? Right? Fifteen? Uh, six. No. Six. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, this thing's definitely haunted. Spooky. See there, he said it again. He said this place was spooky. Um, Bartholomew is gonna hold up the letter he found on the second dead guy. What is that? It's a uh, letter I found inside of a chest. 
inside the chest. On oh, the that's dead, dead guy letter. Oh. What does it say? <sighs> so he opens it up and reads it. My most pathetic servant, I am not the Messiah sent to you by the dark powers of this land. I have not come to lead you on a path to immortality. However, many souls you have bled on your hidden altar. Uh, oh, however many souls you have bled on your hidden altar. There's a punctuation. However many visitors you have tortured in your dungeon, know that you are not the ones who brought me to this beautiful land. You are but worms riding in my earth. You say that you are cursed, your fortune spent, you abandoned love for madness, took solace in the bosom of another woman and sired a stillborn son. Cursed of the, uh, cursed by darkness, of that I have no doubt. Save you from your wretchedness? I think not. I much prefer you as you are, your dreadlord and master, Strad von Zorovich. XOXO. He sounds like a real humdinger of a guy, doesn't he? I'm and sorry, wait, you, no, um... hold up, hold up, hold up. Hidden altar, blood sacrifice, dark powers. What? Do I have to say it again? Well, you said the name uh, this Strad von Zarovich fellow previously is a conqueror ruler man, and here he is writing weird letters to people. Yeah. Also, oh, it said stillborn weird. baby in there. Yeah. Yeah, I picked up on that as well. Should we be I'll worried? hand the note out. The... Demon Strad von Zarovich has ruled over this land for a very long time. All right, wait, hold up again. So, sorry, again, Dale Lands, uh, as we established, apparently I'm from a fictional land. So, um... Demon? Demon? Yeah, no, what sister said. No, he was he was very much a man. We call him a demon. Yeah. D- Hold on, wings, <laughs> wings. I got to type to you. Okay. Wow. Secrety secrets are being uh, exchanged with the DM. That's all right. So hidden. Oh altar. yeah, totally. Oh, so uh, the demon flies down from his castle periodically, uh, finds someone, drains them dry, and then flies back. He's been terrorizing the countryside for. 400 years. years. Hundreds of years. Rain some drive what? I am very confused and a little terrified. So you have a demon. Demon lives in a castle. Demon comes down, kills people, flies back, and everyone's okay with it. We're trapped here. So again, this is the second time you've said that. Um... Uh, I have been trying to get out of here for a few weeks now. And every time I get to the edge, there's the mist. And every time I step into the mist, I get turned around. Not of my own volition. Great. Peachy. Welcome to Barovia. While this is being discussed, I'd like everybody to roll perception checks. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy, time to get salmon. That's a 10. I got a 14. 11. All right. 16. Awesome. Okay. So uh, everyone, except for the 16, um, as this is being discussed, 
looking around the room. Uh, throughout this entire house, there are oak panels on the walls, um, and they are all very ornately carved. Um, on this floor, the oak paneled walls have woodland seas, or scenes of trees, uh, falling leaves, tiny critters. It's very pleasant until you realize that there are corpses hanging from the trees and also worms bursting up from the ground. Um, this place is starting to seem more and more uninviting the longer you stay in it. Um, meanwhile, Silmi, you notice something strange on the southern wall, um, a crack and a, a breeze coming through it. There is no door there? Well, no door that is right. obvious. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do the thing that uh, people do in horror movies and stuff is when everyone's arguing and they kind of start walking away. <laughs> look at the interesting thing and I'm going to try and touch it. All right. Uh, just before you touch it, you got all are interrupted by the sound of a crying baby. It's what? muffled as though coming from the door on the southern wall. All right. I'm starting to get the idea that, that the... this might not be an actual baby. Um, just, you know, the idea based on what our friend Speedy here has told us uh, and everything else we've seen here. So I advise to proceed cautiously. And then he plays this instrument very creepily again. I would probably guess that maybe the letter was wrong. Why would a family hold a stillborn baby for hours to get a portrait? We can hear the baby crying. The kids outside even told us that there was a baby in here. Yes, brother is right. I think that, I think that obviously whoever wrote that letter mean spirit was mean-spirited, cruel, and perhaps a bit odd. And she says odd with a very, like, I'm not meaning odd, I'm meaning disturbed, but I'm not going to be rude. <laughs> case, you know, people still are around. So, find the baby, find the parents. Yes? That is... If we're dealing with anything from Strad von Zarovich. I recommend we back out of here immediately. We don't want to back out immediately. There's still a monster to deal with. The baby continues to cry. That's uh, fine. I am going to start heading over towards the crying baby because if there's one group of creatures in this world who shouldn't suffer, it's children. All right. Um, you open the door on the south wall. Uh, meanwhile, Silmi, I interrupted you before, but there is definitely a hidden door in front of you. Um, as Kefris opens this door, he finds that this is the master bedroom. Um, there is a double bed on the southern wall. There are a couple of windows uh, on the southern wall as well. Um, you could probably go up to those windows and look down at the carriage from here. Um, the baby cry is coming from a door immediately to the right, which you assume would be the nursery. Going to open up that door when I can. I'm going to follow Kefris very closely. All right. Kefris is very close to Victor, who is following him very closely. 
like Scooby-Doo style. Uncomfortably closely, like right up behind you closely. Could, could kind of breathing that, on your like neck. A, like a seriously, like a half arm distance would be He's awesome. also still playing that spooky instrument like. <laughs> okay, so. How could, how could, what is this Strahd von Zerovich going to do to a baby? You said he's and a, why? and why? That's a good point. It's All crying. I, know, I don't. I've been taught two things growing up. One, you can never leave Barovia. And two, you should fear Strahd von Zerovich. I don't know what his plans are for this child, if there are any, but it's nothing good. Or baby crying from behind the nursery door. I was raised on two things as well. One, should always help those in need. And two, there's already enough suffering in this world. I kind of like tighten the red cords on my on my arms, and then I'm going to open up the door and go towards the nursery crying baby sound. As soon as you open the door, the baby crying stops, just cuts off mid-wail. And just, hmm. <laughs> you want to rethink that? Uh, you see in front of you a crib. Um, this is a dark room with a blue light uh, sort of spilling in from the side. Um, there is a crib with a swaddled lump. I am going to go over to the lump. What's your passive perception? My passive perception is a 10. A 10? Cool. Uh, Bart, you're behind him, right? Mm-hmm. Yours is much higher? Yep. Okay, as he approaches the crib, you can see a figure um, sort of slowly lowering itself from the ceiling above him. Um, and as Kefris begins to look into the crib, um, you notice that this figure just is, it, it's upside down and facing away from you. Um and its head snaps back as far as it can go and even further. And you can see that it's a woman in a white nightgown with long hair, uh, hanging upside down with her neck snapped back towards you. And her eyes are empty. I'm just gonna grab Kefris, pull him back and point my crossbow up. That's a book, crossbow up. <laughs> All right, uh, and this uh, woman shrieks, get away from my baby! We are so sorry, madam. It's just getting thrown back. Uh, and almost inhumanly fast, she jumps down, uh, just crouches over the crib, and you can see her gently lift the lump and just start cradling it, facing away from you guys. And you can hear her starting to sing to this baby softly. You can see that she has stab marks all down her back um, her nightgown is stained with blood, and she's just softly crooning to the baby. Just, I'm sorry, I threw up on your floor. She turns her, her, her entire head. She just rips it around and goes, "Get out!" Getting out. Just dragging yep, Kepler's yep, back. Yep, yep. <laughs> Boom! Door is shut. Shut the door and hold it behind me. Like, that's a ghost. That is fully corporeal ghost. No, ghosts are incorporeal. And that's besides the point, that's a work of fiction. You keep using that. You haven't word. been around very long, have you? I think what? your sister's 
I think your sister's having a conniption. I am going to go to her. Because fuck all this noise. <laughs> just walk over. And again, just like nervously pulling at my uh, Ilmateri cords. What was that? That was something very weird and gross. And I don't want to see it again. And I think that our friend Vic uh, was very... Uh, or I don't believe he ever actually introduced himself. Our tall... Our tall, uh, orange-haired elven friend, uh, said it was a a ghost. But I ghosts can't ghosts ghosts can't touch things. No, they can't. Which is what I said, and then they got on my case about me being an avid reader of fiction. But that's neither here. Hmm. Can we leave, please? I would love to. I'll just like turn over to the other to the other two and just Can we? we can't Wings you can't hear you. You're muted. I'm not muted. There. No, that's oh, weird. You're just quiet. You, it was too I was far just away. quiet. Sorry. Yes. I I was very into that moment. Um you are standing in the middle of a hallway, yes? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, with the uh, suit of armor, it is uh, dead, uh, inanimate, uh, around your feet. Um, you walked out of the master bedroom, and when you turned around, um, there seemed to be an opening next to where the master bedroom was that definitely was not there before. Silmi, this is the secret door that you yeah. noticed before. Was not open, is now. Somebody's having a moment to herself, so she may not mo- notice this specifically. She's just like having a mini panic attack to herself. I'll be over here. Can I peer into the secret door? Certainly. Uh, you find a set of dusty stairs going up into what seems to be the attic. I am going to give my sister just gentle back rub. Like it's okay. So what I'm what, what I'm seeing here is that the outsiders seem to be very concerned, very frightened in this haunted house. Uh, how was Bartholomew reacting to all of this? Same shit, different day. <laughs> Excellent. And Vic seems to be very excited about this, or you know, this red-haired elf that you have not been introduced to. He is very excited, very terrified. So he's he's spooked, but he's also happy about it. He's very spooked, but yes, I mean visibly, yeah. He's he's getting a rush from all this. Of course. All right. So that's the situation that we're in. Uh, there is a secret door leading up to the attic. Did we block the door with the thing? No. Yeah, it's locked, and the ghost can't come out of there. I promise. Ghosts can't touch things. I don't. That's not a ghost. No, don't, don't. It, it can't come out. I promise. I. You know what? I don't believe you. But she did yell, "Get out!" So I'm pretty sure she's not going to be chasing us, unless it is about the carpet that I ruined downstairs. Which, in hindsight, if I had known how terrifying the landlord was, I probably would have yarfed out a window. So we're in agreement. We should leave this house. I that didn't. Would. That didn't look like the mother in the portrait, did it? The mother in the portrait. 
the, ghost, the ghost did not look like the mother in the portrait, no, right? that ghost did not look like the mother at all. In fact, she was wearing kind of a ratty uh, nightgown that um, it, you would not suspect a woman worth her salt would. A woman that of that caliber would not be wearing a nightgown like that, particularly with all those blood stains. I mean, come on, how gauche. All right, bear with me, theory. That wasn't the mother of the house. It's not the landlord, so they're not angry at you for throwing up on the on the floor. Well, that's good. But it probably was the mistress, aforementioned stillborn baby scenario. That's not as good. That doll really was interesting. Before. The what? There's a that. doll. See that? I'll look to where she's pointing. There was a crack in the wall, and there's a crack in the wall, and and now it's open. It looks like it leads up to the attic. Well, I mean, if we're all just going to be leaving, then I don't really think we need to go into the attic, right? It's just leaving a stone unturned. Think of the kids. What would they think if we left without finding, you know, their parents? Oh, I would tell the kids that their brother is dead. Damn it! Yeah. No. Um, are we still in the master bedroom? Uh, we're no, in the hallway. In the hallway outside the master bedroom. There's okay. a there's a master bedroom, and then there's the nursery. Yeah. So you guys left the nursery, left the master bedroom, out in the hallway where the suit of armor lies inanimate at your feet. There's also stairs. I would like to check on the cot. Um, but I don't want to go back in that room. Perhaps there's a window upstairs yeah we can check oh boy goody then... Vic, will, Vic will lead the way up the stairs into the attic uh, all right Silmi is attached to her brother's arm just yep. like nails digging in slightly if it makes them feel any better um it's gonna be Silmi and Kefiris and then Bartholomew's bring up the rear Sounds reasonable. Also, I don't uh, think that we ever asked uh, for your name, orange-haired man who's leading the charge. What? He'll he'll uh, be like, oh, right. Um, um, Victor. Victor Grebnikov. And he'll extend, actually, his other hand, his left hand to, to shake yours. I will reach, like, I have to, like, kind of worm my way out of my sister's grasp to like get a good arm out towards you and just Kefris Malreska. Pleasure, I'm sure. Oh, under different circumstances it would be a pleasure, but right now this is a sheer delight. Mm. Isn't it though? Oh, the best. <laughs> and he'll continue up the staircase. I, I feel like the audio cast is missing out on the really creepy smile that Tyler is giving with all of these lines. Like, I hate it. Vic is just <laughs> so happy about everything all the time. All right. So y'all are heading up the stairs. Um, the stairs go up. They are really creaky, really dusty. Uh, lots of cobwebs. Uh, you kind of have to duck or else you get cobwebs in your head, in your hair. It's They're, they're everywhere. Oh, God. Um, <clears throat> And you come up to a landing, and there is a 90-degree turn up to the left. And then you come to another landing, and there is a door. 
You know, on second thought, maybe we should. Slowly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Vic opens the door and lo and behold, you are in an attic. Uh, what you see is that there is a door on the south wall, um, kind of down a, like it, it's kind of a large area here. Um, there's a door on the south wall. There's a door almost immediately in front of you on the north wall. And then there's a little hallway with uh, two doors at the end of the hallway. This area is just choked with dust and cobwebs. Are there any windows in this hallway? Uh, in this hallway, there is a single window, but it only, it, it's like directly in front of you from the door that you just came out of, um, but it faces north. It would not face towards the carriage. There is, is a door to, on the south wall. Is it a window we could open? Um, oh wait. No, it's, it's actually barred. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> I'm going to go the, house. the door, the south south wall door. Okay. All right, he opens up the south wall door, and you enter a dust-choked room. Surprising. Uh, the higher you get up in this building, the more dust there is. Um, and this room contains a slender bed, a nightstand, a small iron stove, a writing desk with a stool, an empty wardrobe, and a rocking chair. There's a smalling doll with a lacy yellow dress that sits on the northern window box cobwebs draping it like a wedding veil oh sh oh shoot this might actually be the other way around we're, we're gonna keep the we're gonna keep saying what we said before it's not the northern window box it's the southern one okay i'm going to approach the southern window and peer out and see if i can see the carriage there is a carriage with some two horses dappled gray just Why hanging out you say it like that <laughs> Why, why did I say it like that? Why did you say it like that? Is there anybody else moving around the carriage? No. Okay. It's good. And he'll look back at Sylvia and be like, see, it's fine. They're still there. We can go now, right? I don't think he's going to let us. Monster. Monster. Yeah, we got rid of him. A giant shambling army guy who came up at us and then Speedy here shot him, few arrows, collapsed to the ground, tipped out, monster's done. Well, the kids did say that the monster was in the basement. That's... He could have climbed up. Mm. You did see the thing in the nursery, right? With the head? If I remember correctly, the world is filled with so much more suffering. <laughs> it is... It is. It is indeed. Just pulling the cords even tighter, and you can see that like they are starting to break the skin on his arm that he has pulled them so tight from just being nervous about it. You know what? What if I just wait in the car? <laughs> I'm not gonna be of much use to this anyways, right? No, we're in it together, slime, you and me. <laughs> well, Doc, <laughs> I don't want to be in here anymore. Me neither, but you make me feel less scared. Can I explore around the room? Is there, is there anything? <laughs> oh, to certainly. Know? Yes, there's actually a, uh, there's a letter on the writing desk. Um, and I don't have a copy of it, but you can get the gist of it. It's essentially a letter from the father to his wife that says, oh God, I'm so sorry, I porked the nursemaid. Please take me back. Oh God, I'm so sorry. Please let me sleep in the bed again. 
<laughs> I'm so tired of being up in the attic with the children. Okay. Please, for the love of God. For the love of Strahd. Please. Please. I'm so sorry. Uh, anything else of note? Um, just that doll that's sitting in the window. She looks pleasant. Your boy don't mess with dolls. <laughs> God damn it. Aside from that, uh, nothing. Nothing of interest. More cobwebs. Bartholomew is going to wander the attic to the other end where the right. opposite door is and try right. it. There is, it is locked. The first door that you have found locked ever in this entire house. Uh, will a athletics check if I just like kick the door open? Yeah, you could try. Yeah, that's an 18. Sure. Nothing stirs <laughs> up ghosts more than breaking down doors. Door busted. Uh, which room is this? It is ba -ba -da -ba, the children's room. This room contains a bricked up window flanked by two dusty wood framed beds sized for children. Closer to the door is a toy chest with windmills painted on its sides and a dollhouse that is a perfect replica of the dreary edifice in which you stand. These furnishings are draped in cobwebs. Lying in the middle of the floor, are two small skeletons wearing tattered but familiar clothing. The smaller of the two cradles, the smaller of the two cradles has a stuffed doll that you also recognize because it's the doll that Thornbolt was holding downstairs that I didn't mention. Uh, Bart By the way, off. death smell. <laughs> Unfazed. Bartholomew takes off his cloak tosses it over the bodies they yeah, wouldn't that, it's it's definitely rose and thorn you 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 recognize their clothes it's it's them super dead what is going on in this household okay so uh, yeah something tells me the kids that were outside were also ghosts. Everyone in this room, please give me a perception check. That is a 14. All right. That's a 17. Five. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to this character yet. Five. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Bart, as you walk into the room, um, you throw your cloak over the children, you know, not even phase, just immediately like, all right, they're dead. <laughs> bury the boy. Bury the boy. Yeah. Um, you notice something very interesting. The dollhouse is a perfect replica of the house. Yes? Yeah. Well, the roof is off of the house and you can look down and you can see the entire floor plan of the house. And you can see that, that secret door that you guys just came up. You can see everything. And you know that there is an entrance to the basement um, in another area of the attic. Huh. It looks like any points. There's a long staircase from the attic to the basement. And as you are 
fooling around with this dollhouse, um, you hear, Get away from my stuff! Turns. Vic uh, also sure, jumps. <laughs> sure enough, a transparent Rosvalda is standing very close to you and stamping her foot defiantly. Well, according to this land deed that I have, it's my stuff now. That's my parents' will! That means that it belongs to me! There is, by the way, in one, under one of the beds, there seems to be a figure um, of a... Well, I mean, like, there's a, a lump that's moving around, and you can hear Thorn crying underneath the covers of his bed. How long have you been up here, little one? For a really long time. Parents left us up here, and they never came back. We got really hungry. <laughs> Into his face? Core! <laughs> <laughs> just... Kefris is just... <laughs> just... What are you people doing here? I'm gonna pat Kefris on the back. Well, we were, him. we were told to come in here to kill a monster and save a baby. Sounds stupid. Who told you to do that? Uh, you did! Is there you even the baby? I've never seen you people in my life. Well, my unlife. Yeah. She oh. says, oh, so you're looking aware. at her body on the floor covered by Bartholomew's uh, cloak. Uh, so, yeah, about so, that. We've never left this room. She's having an existential crisis in the She's corner. making really weird noises. <laughs> I know. Oh, it's it's okay. Don't, don't worry about them. Listen, Rose, they're outsiders. They do weird shit all the time. Mm, makes sense. <laughs> so, so you're here to kill the monster in the basement? Probably help you but two out. If, if it wasn't you that told us about the monster in the basement, then... Who was it? She shrugs. But there is a monster in the basement. Mm-hmm. Mum and Dad locked us in here so that we wouldn't get eaten by it. That lot of good, good that did us. Hmm. I guess they forgot to lock you in with food, too. <laughs> she, she gives you a pout. Sorry. What type of monster is it? I don't know. I just heard it. It makes big, loud, scary noises like Rah! and Thorn like shivers under his blanket. Anyway, now that you guys are here, you can come and play with us. Oh. We've got we've got business. To we have a monster to take care of, right, guys? What? Guys, monster that we're gonna go. And he he pats. Both <laughs> Somi and uh, Kefris on the shoulder, on the backs. Like we're gonna go take care of the monster for the kids, so we can. If, uh, say, there was no more monster in this house, do you think uh, you would move on? I don't know. I just want to play. I'm sure you do. Mm. Just 
and it would be much safer to play and you wouldn't have to have the door locked um, if the monster was taken care of. Kefris, uh, you'll feel a, a small hand touch your side. <laughs> um, and little Thornbolt has his blanket wrapped around his his whole body, just like protected under the blanket. And he's like, are you going to take care of the monster? Yes, I am. So make sure that you just stay bundled up in your safety burrito and everything will be fine. He shakes his head. I don't want you to leave me alone. I'm scared. Oh, you know, and I'll like get down to his eye level and just uh, when I... He's holding like a, a his his doll now. It's like all ratty and, and, and disgusting and kind of scary looking. When I got scared when I was about your age, uh, I always made sure to be close to my sister. Uh, she is very strong and very capable, um, and always had a good head on her shoulders. Isn't that right, sis? Thornbolt <laughs> turns his dead eyes on Silmi. So Silmi has been pacing back and forth on the other side of the room, kind of just yelling to herself. <laughs> like, you you want to play? You're, you're dead! What are you, we need to bury you! What are you talking about? Like, just having this, like, moment. Mm-hmm. I think that one's lost her marbles. She's... Fine. So, when I was having a moment of uh, panic, I always made sure to uh, be close to my sister. Uh, your sister is right here. So, until we can clear this whole mess up, how about you make sure that you stay here with your sister, who seems very strong and very capable. Uh, isn't that right? Young one. And I'll just look over towards... Rose Volda, because I don't think she ever said her name to me. She she did say that her name was Rose at some point. Okay, to Vic, so you could have overheard that. Um, but she's like, she's got her arms crossed and she looks really angry. And she's like, "Yes, I am very strong, and also I'm in charge since my parents are dead. So you have to listen to me, and I say you need to stay here and play with us." No. <laughs> All right. Uh, she uh, sort of ghost shifts over towards the door and the door slams shut. I said you have to stay here and play with us. Now, Rose, it's, it's going to be okay. We said <laughs> we're going to go take care of the monster for you guys. And after we do that, we can come play with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if you aren't going to stay, then you have to take us with you. And um, she's going to jump at Silmi, and I'm going to need you to make some sort of check. Give me a second. He. <laughs> I can hear Tyler laughing. <laughs> so that's excited about this. That's um, the best. <laughs> and for that matter. Mr. Kefris can make this check as well. Oh, we've got a brother and sister pair too. I forgot about that. Boy. It's like it was all planned. I'm sorry. There's a, a part in here that tells me what sort of check that you needs to that you needs to make. Okay. 
It's a charisma. Charisma saving. It's charisma. Because you're imposing your own ego. Fourteen. Fourteen. All right, you're good. Nineteen. Nineteen. All right, you're both good. Um, <clears throat> seal me. Uh, you can feel Rosevalda's uh, presence. Try like personality try to impose itself over yours um you can feel every bratty snotty moment that you've ever had um just kind of like coming to the forefront of your mind and for a moment you feel very entitled and then you're like (laughs) no you're not and you just spit her back out um likewise for kefris um thorn's hand uh, comes up and takes yours again and you can feel like ev- every moment of fear that you had on the way up these stairs um, all of that comes to the forefront and it becomes a very childish like fr- like scared like you feel like a little kid again and um, like you feel like you almost want to break down and cry because of how sad you are or how scared you are uh, and then you remember that your sister is with you and you can be brave and you spit Thornbolt back out as well. So both the ghosts just fail to possess either one of you. There, look, we've played all good. (laughs) No, no. Children, this is an unacceptable behavior. I don't care if you are dead, if you are undead, or if you are ghosts. You are still children, and we are adults, and we are going to tell you what to do, because that's how it works. Rosvalda's just sitting on the floor, like, pouting in a very, like, childlike manner. Her her legs splayed out in a V, and she's got her arms crossed, and she, like, won't even look at you. Now, we are going to go take care of the monster that's in the basement, and then we will come upstairs, we will take your bones, and we will bury you outside because that is where you're supposed to be, and then you will go to the afterlife where you can play all you want. Do you understand me? <laughs> My bones don't belong in any dirty grave. They're supposed to go in the catacombs. Fine, I'll find the, I'll find the catacombs, and we'll put your body in the catacombs. All right? As well, you better. Bartholomew like leans over to the dollhouse. Looks like there's stairs on this floor. Great! <laughs> to get to the basement. Wonderful! Is the basement the same as the catacombs? Rosvalda shrugs. Good! <laughs> I'm right. so glad! Alright, you know what? Let's go. Let's go to the... Let's go to the the goddamn basement and we will figure this out and we'll fight this thing and then and then we're gonna get the fuck out of this house <laughs> she turns to her brother. Yeah, i don't want to own it you can have it you, you the little bone ghosts you can have this weird ass house there is the slightest hint of a smile on bartholomew's mouth it's like just barely cracking Good, because it belongs to me. Sure, yep. Totes. Get out of my room. Fine. I... <laughs> Just kicks the door. And take my stupid bones with you. You betcha. Uh, and I'll just, like, put them into a bag. Body and, like, barely even moves Bartholomew's cloak. Like, it, it, like it's like a, a slight wind uh, puffed against it. I'm just going to scoop up the cloak gently. 
and just have it in like a bone bag. Yep, we got a bag of kid bones. <laughs> Oof, never thought I'd have that set around me. Uh, and as you leave, Rosvalda is stamping her foot in a very entitled fashion, and Thorn uh, comes uh, up next to her holding his little toy still wrapped in his blanket burrito and just kind of waves as you guys leave. Please tell me I was never that entitled. No, no, you weren't. I'm going to close Inside the check. door beside, <laughs> behind. That you can't close the door. It's been beaten down. Oh, I'm going to try and move the door <laughs> in front of it. You, you pick it up and slide it back into place. Yeah, as I'm right. waving goodnight. <laughs> All right, it's, it's kind of busted so it can, like, sit against the door frame. Um, but as you walk away, you hear it fall. What did you roll, RJ? Natural 20, but uh, we can keep moving. For what? I said inside check on were you ever this entitled? No. And I jokingly <laughs> rolled it. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay. Well, um, you know where the stairs to the basement are. So um, it is down the hall, uh, last door on the left. And um, there's going to be a secret door on the north wall in there. You know this is the storage room. Ah. Ah. You guys continue forward? Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. You guys head yep. into the storage room. Um, more dust. Uh, everybody's real excited about this dust. There's so much dust. Literally taking my bandana and tied it around my face. All yeah. kinds of dust. Just like... All right. In this dusty cha this dusty chamber is packed with old furniture, chairs, coat racks, standing mirrors, dress mannequins, and the like, all draped with dusty white sheets, kind of like a ghost. Uh, near an iron stove, underneath one of the sheets, is an unlocked wooden trunk. Hmm. And I'd better stop saying what I'm saying. Ah, <laughs> I've noticed an unlocked wooden trunk. I wonder what's in there. <laughs> Does Vic open it? I don't think Vic's that curious. Okay. Are you just beelining for the uh, secret door? Hold on. Bart kicks the trunk open. All right. Hey, look, it's a skeleton! Yeah. Oh, neat. Reaches down, takes the skull, and turns it. Why do you keep touching those? It looks very familiar. Does it? Does it? It's wearing a nightgown. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. Oh, boy. I'm going to just slowly close the chest back. <laughs> I think we have enough skeletons to deal with for now. Yep. Yes, we do. Do we want to put her in the bag? What the children? We can't hear you, LB. I'm just making comments. Sylvie uh, <laughs> will say, uh, well, I mean, she is their maid. All right. The two of you are nobles. You know that no self-respecting family would bury the maid. Yeah, except for me. So She's I'm not self-respecting. No. <laughs> I mean, do these do these seem like respectable people to you? Yeah, well, fuck them. They have a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Get the goddamn bones. <laughs> Casually dips in, gets the maid. 
puts her in the bone sack. Ties oh. it back up. Bart the bone sackman. You've got a promising career in the mortuary. <laughs> Amazing. All right, are you guys going to go through the secret door down into the basement? Secret yes, door. but I believe. All right. That is where we need to end tonight, then. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. everybody needs to level up to level two. And Yay! then we will go down into the basement and see what lies uh, in wait there. Yes. Doth we get full health? Um, yeah. I, I, you guys don't, technically you guys would have to have like a short rest, question mark, but um, I'm willing to like. We've had expenses of time where we're just arguing where we could have taken the short rest. Exactly. This is, this is a quote unquote save point. So everybody have a short rest, spend hit die, um, the one hit die that you have, uh, and then gain another one. And you can also spend that one if you like, but um Nah, why not? Go ahead and have a, a long rest as well. Oh. Level up. Oh, Video okay. game. Cool. Um, I'm going to roll my health then. All right. So um, it's starting to get late. Uh, I don't want to keep you guys up too late. And we also have an after show to record. Cool. So I want to thank everybody for sticking with us. If you are still here, how many people are here still? There's 10 people. Oh. Oh, oh my God. All right, well, hello everyone. Thank you for being here. Thank you for watching me scare the pants off of these people. Um, those reactions seem genuine. So uh, I'm very proud of myself and I would love to do it again. So there's gonna be at least one more day next week before we have a break, but you should all tune in to see the thrilling conclusion uh, next Wednesday, 20th? 20th. 20th, yes. all right. Anyway. Thank you all for coming. Uh, I think we should go around and uh, say who we are. I'm Danae Keener. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do drawings and things. You should go and check that out. It'll be fun. Uh, indoor. It's your channel. Yes. Would you like to say a few words? Uh, yes. Um, hello, everybody. My name is The Indoor Adventurer, but if you've made it this far, you probably already knew that uh, as you are catching it on uh, twitch.tv slash The Indoor Adventurer. Uh, if you are looking at this VOD somewhere else, you are probably also on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash The Indoor Adventurer. We also have a Patreon setup where we post awesome stuff such as an after show, as well as give people the opportunity to create an NPC that'll work its way into one of the games that I end up DMing, which is super cool. It happened to Greybeard on Monday, and it could happen to you as well. Uh, we also have our audio cast, which you can find at Indoor Adventures, either on anchor.fm, which then broadcasts out to all sorts of audio listening places such as Spotify, a.k.a. Spoofy, iTunes, Google Play, Overcast, as well as a bunch of other, uh, any of the other audio listening apps you can find us, including Podbean. So uh, if you want to uh, follow us there, I highly encourage it uh, as we are currently putting out a homebrew campaign game on Mondays, a... Uh, our Waterdeep Dragon Heist game that is on Tuesdays, which we are getting into the end game of. And then today we have our Curse of Strahd game. And then I don't know what I'll be doing on Wednesdays in March. And that might be when we roll around our improv show. So if you are looking to improv, 
uh, and want to get better at tabletop role-playing games and improv in general, uh, I would suggest checking that out. Uh, I have talked to Greybeard, and he said that he would be willing to help run those games. So if you like Greybeard, if you like improv, check out Wednesdays on the channel coming up. And that's it for me. So I'm going to pass it to RJ. Because you're always the first person that I have do sign off. So RJ, where can we find you? What do you do? Putting me on the spot like this, you some bitch. Uh, <laughs> hey everybody, I am RJ here on the show, or RJustice two a two, on Twitter on and Twitch, where you can find me tweeting about some nerdy things, and also playing some Overwatch with uh, Un and those both LB and Indoor, and sometimes we do well and sometimes we do badly. You could also find me on the Mondays and Tuesday shows as. Calum the Shadowkai Cleric on Monday and on Tuesday, Hubris the Tiefling Warlock. Um, also here, Chris Shroud on Wednesdays and on Saturdays on Pro Restarter Stream, Monster of the Week as Ajax the Initiative. Initiate. I, it's late. <laughs> All right, it's your turn to pass. That's how we're I'm doing gonna, it this time. We're just spitting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tag LB because that's who normally follows me. LB hack em up. You can find me here on Mondays and Tuesdays and next week on Wednesday when we return to this game. Uh, you normally can find me on Hurry Stars channel on Friday nights. However, this week we are not playing due to a birthday party, which is perfectly fine. Uh, but you can find me on Sunday on Encounter Roleplays channel uh, at 5 o'clock Eastern. We are playing Fate, which we might have something to reveal this week we do absolutely have something to reveal and it's gonna be super exciting <laughs> what could it be tyler go hi everyone i'm tyler also known as at frothy inferno on twitter where i almost never post anything and i appear here on the indoor adventurers channel as a guest every now and then you can find me here randomly and uh almost with no uh reason so that's me. I'm your wife! <laughs> and Danae is my wife. Hey, congratulations! Yeah. Congrats. All right, guys. Well, I want to say thank you to everybody who stopped by and stuck with us so far. Uh, we are going to be going into our after show now, which you can find at patreon.com slash the indoor adventure. Uh, and that is going to be going up tomorrow at 9 a.m. So uh, what we do on the show is that we talk to each other about character choices as well as answer questions from the general community. So if you would like to get your question answered, uh, easiest way to do that is to join in on the Patreon, so that way we can actually keep track of questions that people have. So, we are going to go off and do that, but you guys all have a great rest of your evening, and we will see you guys next week. All right, everybody. Bye-bye!